The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the Six Talk Podcast Network. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. This is the Anime Roundtable Canada, presented by Anime North on this Saturday evening, May the 27th, 2023. You can contact us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Anime Roundtable, animeroundtable at gmail.com, or animeroundtable.com. So here we go with our second recording from the 2023 edition of Anime North. We are at the Delta Hotel in the Halton Room beside the Staff Lounge. And to the listeners out there who are hearing this, the only reason you will hear other voices or other noise or any sort of crowd noise in the next little bit is probably because we're beside the staff lounge room and people are passing by to get something to eat. I thought you were going to say because we had an audience tonight. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, okay, so what do you say what you're invalidating the, the two people that are in this room right now, James, that are the audience. Yeah. Oh, I, I, got, I could tell yeah. you the fact that you How said dare from, you, from James. the Delta, and this has been so many names for this hotel, right? But they've never actually changed the names of the rooms, which is kind of funny in my mind when I was That's thinking about it. That's pretty cool. I like that. Because then we've, we've been, been in the Doubletree International Plaza, Delta by Marriott, I guess. And then all the rooms have still been the same, even though we've seen things come and go, right? Like I saw the Chinese restaurant is now like... Um, guess an event area they're saying okay i didn't look i know in one year it was like uh storage for luggage <laughs> see so. i'm sure i'm not the only one who thinks like this but whenever i go to a place for the first time or it's the first time i know of a place it's always gonna be called that place even after a name change so the roger center will always be the sky dome and uh what is that what was the amphitheater called now is it like who sponsors Budweiser that now? Stage. Is it Budweiser? It's always going to be the Molson Amphitheater for me, like uh, or how or the Sony Center, which I know is not Sony anymore, but I know it was not Sony from the beginning. Like I don't know what it used to be called. Hummingbird Center, Center and, and then the, the O'Keefe Center yeah. one year. Okay, I was too young for those names. I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm, and I'm pretty sure locals still refer to the Mattamy Athletic Center as Maple Leaf Gardens yep. on top of that. So, yep. okay. Uh, first of all, I have to also give an apology to the listeners out there or anybody who tried to get the f- the first episode we did last night the space heater because uh, i was so sleepy that i well, well i did finish up doing the episode and encoding it it's just that i uploaded the wrong file initially it was the space heater that kevin and i did oh. at the beginning of the month that was that went in place <laughs> for the time i was asleep and then mo essentially woke me up and told me, oh, you put up the wrong file. It sounds like another episode. And then I realized, oh, wait, 
Okay. Uh, apparently, so I apologize to the seven people who have downloaded that episode oh, no. already. Uh, maybe Mo downloaded it seven times. We don't know. He had to be sure. sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> the, I, I mean, he hasn't. It's not as if he listened to the episode. He admitted that last night. So, just quickly, once around the table, it's it's the other regulars. So James Austin joins us again. Kevin Ng. Uh, he yeah. survived the Nomanoichi last night. Oh, yeah. We, I don't know if we want to go through that story right now because it might take too long. We don't have to go through all of that story because there's yet. parts of it that I would rather not tell Cool. and have it be recorded. <laughs> and Amy Lynn Gregg, good to see everyone as always. Yep. Okay. We're, like tradition. Tradition. Mm-hmm. Day two impressions. So, okay, let's start with the, some, of the, uh, some of the news from I was going to say, what about two. day one uh, oh, impressions well, for both of them, maybe? Well, I mean, that, that, that'll <laughs> compile into their impressions, I guess, as a whole for the convention. Uh, just a, a couple of uh, little bits of news from Anime North as we start to wind down day number two here. Word came out this morning that all the passes are now sold out for the entire weekend, whether it's weekend passes or single day passes, including Sunday. I don't recall a situation like that. Last year. It was last year? Last year I thought happened, after yeah. all the situations from last year, they just recognized the Saturday, Saturday purchases into Sunday. But this was not the case before the pandemic. So Saturday would sell out, and maybe the odd weekend, the odd year the weekend pass would sell out, but you would never see Friday or Sunday sell out. Hmm. And like people would come just for Sunday to try to get like the last minute deals. Like some, I remember sometimes people even without passes, like at they were like, able to sneak in. Like thirty minutes before closing, they they'd were have able. Staff, you know, they would sneak in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Oh. Yeah. Again, like what take, are you going to get done take at notes, thirty Kevin. minutes? Yeah, yeah. Well, take note, Kevin. Okay. <laughs> uh, what are you inferring, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> we're all wearing well, passes. So well, we are all wearing <laughs> passes. Yeah. Okay, I, I gotta, I'll go with the Maya, Maya day two impressions a bit later on. I mean, towards the end of this. So, James, day two impressions. Kevin, Amy, overall impressions so far. And anything that stuck out? Panels you enjoyed? What have you? Where do you, uh, any of you, anyone of you can start. Hmm. Okay, Even, so. If you, want to, if you want to rehash any one detail from the Nomonoichi <laughs> at this point, by all Choose means. wisely. So, uh, to the guy who I swiped the Trige X set that he wanted, I'm sorry, not sorry. So, you know what? I I highly doubt this guy will ever listen. So, (laughs) (laughs) I was, uh, you know, I was picking up my holds at like, I don't know, 7.45 p.m., because, you know, because, you know, the Nomonoichi began at seven, at seven and me having uh, ADHD, I medically have it. I don't just say that I have it. I was late or not and later than I wanted to be to go and set up, didn't really set up. So I just went to grab my hold before going back to my table. A guy had Trijax volumes one through 12. And, um, those who don't know, um, Triajack Volumes 
four, five, and seven are chronically hard to find and can go for like a hundred bucks a piece on eBay. So you're saying I should sell all that now, Kevin, and give it to you for yeah. like a thousand bucks or something? Yeah, I, I sold my, I sold, I'd have, I'd have set of like one through 22 that I sold for like almost a thousand bucks. But anyway, I would have thought they would have done more printings of that since the same guy was a part of the team that did High School of the Dead. They've reprinted volumes one and two, and they've reprinted volume eight and 11, but for whatever reason, they haven't gone around to four, five, and seven. Well, you did say it's always those uh, random volumes, right, that are the mm -hmm. problem for any series. So mm. I have a stray volume 11. So, you know, negotiated a set. I negotiated to buy one to 10 off of the guy. And as I was buying them, the seller was saying, oh, yeah, there was another guy who, like, was interested in the set. And in my mind, I'm like, well, his loss. And so, you know, I bought my set and then eventually finished my holds, picking up my holds and whatever. Finally went back to my table again to, like, actually put out more stuff to sell because then uh, Mike had to help me uh, sell my holds. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. he had to go off, and we have we had tables beside. And each I am other. I am very appreciative of you helping. I, me, I Mike. didn't screw anything up, did I? I don't believe you did. Did you count your money? Uh, I've counted some of it, but not all of it. Okay, but <laughs> last words. Here. So like later on in the evening, uh, a guy comes. He asked me if he ha if I have any trijects for sale, and I said no, because I'm not technically lying, because it was not for <laughs> sale you at just, the moment. You just had and. It. He's like, yeah, I saw a guy that had like a set of triajacks, but then when I went back, it was gone. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, that happens sometimes. <laughs> and I did not have the heart to tell him that it was me who bought it. But uh, overall, Nomonoichi was pretty hectic, but fun. Because um, I've always enjoyed selling stuff. It's, I, I think for me, it's kind of like that. It gives me that dopamine rush that like people with ADHD desperately crave and uh, did pretty okay. Uh, helped some friends sell stuff too. Yes. So I have a friend who's gonna get 150 bucks because I helped sell his uh, copy of Fire Emblem for the Wii. Oh. I think it's Radiant Dawn. Yeah, that, I know that one, and then the GameCube one, hard GameCube. to find, stuff like that. They've went up on price. Yeah, I had that one, too. But I, I help went to sell, the dealer's room and found another random game I've been looking for for years, and then I saw the price, and I'm like, nah, I'm fine with the digital version. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I had a girl just straight up buy it, no questions asked, so messaged my friend, and he was appreciative. Yes. Um, helped another friend uh, sell his Steam Deck dock, and then... I helped an old coworker get rid of some of her manga. So I don't know of interest, you said the Steam Deck dock. So was that the official one? One of the official ones? Or no, no, I think it's a third party one. Okay. It's a because uh, because one. I knew that the official ones, they're expensive. So I was it's wondering. a JSOX one. It's not an okay. official one. I'm assuming it's a third party. But uh, that was all I really did on Friday because I, by the time I finally got back to you guys, you guys had finished. Yes. Uh, uh, thanks for coming, by the way. <laughs> And then, and then heard some interesting talk between you and other staff that I'm not going to <laughs> divulge here. It was interesting. I will say yeah. that much. I will say that much. Because we are the official podcast of Anime North, so we can only air so much dirty laundry. Which means we don't. Nope. That's, so that's day that, one. That's day one. Anything from day two you would like to mention at this point? I didn't come till 7.45 okay. p.m. 
So you didn't sit, check out anything? You didn't get a chance? I, no, I went to the concert. I went to see Survives at the Prophet. There was a long line, I think I saw. I thought mm. I saw a long line for so that. How was the concert? So I missed the first 25 minutes, which means I missed the Banana Fish song, which was a bit of a disappointment. But uh, prior to me coming to the con, uh, I went to a friend's birthday gathering and then wanted to get decent food before coming here. So I got sashimi at like a place near my friends that's good. But then I kind of felt like I was going to get a headache and I didn't want to go to a store just to buy more aspirin when I already had two almost full containers of aspirin at home for the same reasons. So then yeah, I was carry like, it with you, please. So I thought I'm just going to go home and eat and like take some aspirin and then head over. And if, whatever I miss, I miss. So be it. And you're at peace with that. Yeah, I'm at peace with it. You saw, got to saw, you got to see the band regardless. Yeah, I saw like the second half of the concert. Yeah. So well, how, no, was it full or reasonably full? I'd say like half full. They used all of Hall C, which is the Nomenoichi area, but. Like I, got, I saw a good size lineup. Like it's still like a good crowd. I'd say it was like a good size crowd, regardless. And they did perform the their new single that they did for the new season of Inland Saga. Yeah, mm-hmm. the and, current one that's airing. Yeah, and it's the first time they performed it live. Really? Yeah. Really? Cool. Interesting. The I, single only came out a week or and a half ago. And yeah, so. and it's almost finished up, but yeah, it was only like halfway through the season, so it must mm-hmm. have been like just a month or whatever ago that it actually started showing up. Yeah, and I also missed the Code Geass song that it did for the movies, but no, good show overall. Um, the lead singer does speak English because he was he lived in the states for quite a while, English, so that so was so language barrier is not an issue. Uh, in terms of how it was ran, they should have done bag checks at the door because they, you know, they made me dump my water, which is understandable because they don't want people sneaking in alcohol. Right. And then that's a common thing though. Then they didn't tell me to check my bag. So I walked in with my bag, but then like towards the end, they asked me to, and other people to like, Oh, you actually go need to, you need to go check your bag. And I was like, okay, fine. And then I get to near the front. Of the line, and then they actually told us, "Oh, you know what? Never mind. The show's almost over anyway." And I thought, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the band didn't bring as much merch as they should have, I guess, because it sold out pretty quickly. So my friend could not get anything. Whatever. But so went to that, and then I checked out some of uh, Totally Lame Anime After Dark, courtesy of Neil Nailman, for about an hour or so before I came here. And that's always a treat. And, well, anything that that group does. Yeah. Those Nadelman, uh, Tool, Merrill. Yeah, like I always stress that one of Anime North's greatest strengths is in its paneling. And because, you know, Anime North is run by what the new kids call old Taku. And... <laughs> They know a lot of the old Taku personalities because you guys, you, they're considered that as such now. So they know Whoa. Mike Tool, they know Dave if, Merrill. If, if we're known, I'd, be, I'd probably be in that realm too. Yep. Let's and, be honest. And Neil Nailman comes almost every year. And then, and also as a result, we do get other like good panelists 
and guest speakers that come every so often. So like sometimes Helen McCarthy comes or sometimes, uh, crap, what's his name? I hate that I forget his name. Fred Shaw? Well, Fred, Fred Shaw came well, I wasn't year. thinking of Fred Shaw. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of the man who's been involved with Yamato all these years. Oh. I hate that I forget his name Steve right Bennett? now. Steve Bennett? Can't be Steve no, Bennett. No, I need to look it up. Okay. He runs the R Star Blazers fan site, but, okay. but anyway. And, and with, with, uh, with, uh, with Matsumoto, of course, passing away mm-hmm. earlier this year. Like so. we, are, we tend, because you know a lot of those people are connected on Twitter and such, so you know, there's always a better likelihood that some of them will come. Like, um, I think like, I think it's her name, Samantha Ferreira was supposed to come. Yes. Who, she runs Hannah Herald. Herald. And she's like the she's like the resident soccer wars fan on the internet, uh, but yeah, she couldn't make it. But like, it's always cool to see those kinds of guests come because then you know that like, oh yeah, I recognize that person, and the those people know their stuff, and they always have something to say. Okay. Well, it's as I said, you're right. It's old taku. I, I you know, I would you consider that a derogatory term? I don't think so. I, Somehow, I'm, I, if I'm close to that, I, I, I wouldn't be offended. No more than otaku is in mm-hmm. general. <laughs> okay. It's like I can't be offended if I've never heard of it. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Amy. Um, so it's interesting to see the contrast from last year, right? Um, I had a bit of a different perspective of last year, and I recognize sort of the privilege there if I had a staff badge. Um, so I didn't experience the three or four hour lines. Um, also it's, you know, May instead of July. Um, but, uh, it general impressions from like the, the operation seems like it's much smoother. And I think you probably discussed that, um, yesterday, at least a little bit. Um, but you know, everything, um, all the buildings, like it seems very busy, but everything is flowing so much, um, better in general. Um, I will say the um, artist alley um, area, it is, I think, too cramped. I think they need to use some of the extra space next to the BattleBots um, area. I did notice that I, when I walked through. Okay. Just a, at least a little bit more. And it's such a contrast to the um, sort of corporate dealer's room with incredibly wide aisles. Um, you get some bottlenecks every so often. Um, but it's never, like, it never feels claustrophobic. It never feels <clears throat> difficult to access. Um, any of the, the, um, booths or, um, retailers, but for the artist alley, like, it's, it's so hard to, you know, see things, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, aside from that, um, some really nice panels, um, with, um, uh, Jesse Betteridge's um, panels uh, yesterday or panel yesterday with the um, uh, stolen music um, in anime. Um, there's some mm-hmm. sound issues, I, but I, a very good panel. I saw like some of the, like I, he, when he was here three years ago, I think it was three years ago now. I'm trying to remember exactly when. Yeah, I think it was three years ago. He... Like I, I could start to see some of the, the, the ideas for that panel start mm-hmm. to bubble with some of the conversations I saw he had. And then um, today, um, the first panel I went to was also his, the um, 
uh, uh, Canada Heritage uh, Minute. This is so... Yeah, moments, yeah. He's done you know, that one before. It was, He's it done was it, but this really is... really good. If yeah. there's yeah. one guy... I know, and I know, yeah, I, I talked with Jesse That is early. so Jesse. But this is so Jesse. If there's one guy who could ma- do this concept, the exact concept you have just brought up, th- it, it, this is up Jesse Betteridge's eye. Uh, and it, it, he covers different aspects of Canada-Japan interactions, with it, which I found really good. It wasn't just, here's where Canada was featured in anime. Um, he covered Anne of Green Cables um, and all the connections there and showed clips of... Um, I think one of the animation directors going to PEI, which was, you know, very mm. funny and cute. Any um, Gimbin Kaleidoscope footage? Which one's that? Uh, Gimbin Kaleidoscope is an anime from the mid-2000s about, like, an, a, an ice skater. I don't think so. Oh. Um, but the, obviously the real Canadian Superstore um, moment. Yeah, obviously, oh, yeah. obviously, yeah. yeah. He's a big fan of, of he that He was a fan of that. Well, I, I mean, it's been parodied by yeah, yeah. by Meryl, too, in the uh, during Anime Hell. Yeah. Because I remember he did the online edi- uh, version of that, showed that commercial, and then, then he and then he started waving Loblaws bags right after. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, um, like, even though I... Tr- uh, even though we, I always like to um, shit on Gil and Weston... Whoever, like the marketing team for the No Frill division really do need to be better rewarded for their efforts. They, they do put out some good marketing stuff. It's interesting. Like it, it certainly is attention grabbing. Um, but the panel also um, talks, um, talked about um, different anime that were, you know, heavily featured in French speaking Canada. Um, and then, you know, going into transitioning into talking about, you know, the influence of YTV and Teletoon. Um, and then ending with, you know, one of my favorites of Cyber Six um, and how, you know, impactful and a great just example of like international collaboration um, Cyber Six was. Um, and sort of the tragedy of its um, second half being canceled um, due to failing in America, even though it was popular in Canada. Um, that it's that it the end of that really, the end of that show was just so heartbreaking because it just ends on a, a massive cliffhanger and you don't know what happens next unless you like actively seek out those English scanlations of the comics. Yeah, the those are comic, yeah, but yeah. those are like I think he described it in the panel as sleazy comics. Yeah, um, I do think that the sanitization of Cyber Six was a very good thing. <clears throat> Um, for multiple reasons, like, you know, not even just the Nazi stuff, but like the very, like, middling or fluctuating depictions of sex workers. Mm. Um, there's, there's some stuff in there that I'm glad that, I mean, obviously they would have cut it for kids, but yeah. <clears throat> it was cut anyways. Um, and then right after was a um, panel by Dave Merrill about um, uh, just... Uh, comic creators in the West taking from um, Japanese sources, which is fairly good. Um, and then an Anime X Law panel um, right before this, which was um, excellent. Um, they covered three cases, um, one um, being um, a spy family, so talking about um, sort of family law, um, contract law with Madoka, um, and then Konosuba um, for, um, I guess, liability, essentially. <laughs> or tort, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, and then the bigger panels were interesting, as always. Like Anime Hell 
it's kind of perennial at this point. The, the quality's been maintained, I feel. Um, lots of nice lost media, which um, Jesse had a great lost media of an advertisement um, for dot hack sign that was that has been lost, um, but some some nice lost media to anime hell as well. Particularly, um, Disney is very strict about certain things going on YouTube, so there were some fun parodies um, there. Um, when I was lining up for the anime law panel, um, the Disney karaoke fills up the plaza rooms. There's like clearly 400 plus people like whatever the capacity of the room is it fills and you know i my preferred karaoke is like the you know japanese karaoke like you know just in a booth like with like seven people like that's you know my preferred like i don't even like normal bar um so like having 400 people sing i'll make a man out of you in unison (laughs) not only like you know these days the last two years like is that a threat um (laughs) but but, like it's it's still like um I, i don't understand like the the appeal like cool like people obviously like 400 people love it and they had to turn people away um but i didn't expect that to you know be what it is um as i've mentioned on you know this this podcast before i love anime north the the atmosphere has been retained i mean it was retained last year as well but um you know even more so this year it it feels like like anime north again um and you know last year it really did as well but um you know, seeing the people walk between the different hotels and do the photo shoots and, you know, just all the different, like, happenstance things. A random airport shuttle gave me a ride to the area today because I'm mm-hmm. up at the Marriott. Um, so he just stops and he's like, get in. Don't be afraid. Some other people with a stranger. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, you know, and the... the perennial things like the the Japanese is it Ginza um, the name of it Ginzo Gin something Ginko um, Ginko Ginko yeah, the, the, the restaurant the Ginko yeah, yeah. restaurant here yeah um, you know prices are up there but like it's like even that like there's little bits of nostalgia that um, you know I'm, I'm happy that Anime North has retained I always liked their mediocre takoyaki I gotta say like it's just something there's just something, yeah, like I like the mediocre gosa. Yeah, yeah. Gyoza, like there's it's lots. like it just it just hits the spot. I'm like, yeah, Co- this is what like, I want. That's comfort food. That is it comfort really food is probably in a way. It, 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 for for this convention. Those rice balls are five bucks now. God damn. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's. And I, I said it in a lovingly how, way, how, by the way. No, no offense no, to Ginko. The thing about Ginkos, it. it I know it holds a lot of respect in the Japanese community here in Toronto mm-hmm. because of the guy who runs it. And uh, from like, he's been profiled on BlogTO. I know he's a kendo master. <laughs> we have mutual friends who, mm. who are, 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 are one of his students, actually. Oh, cool. So it's, it's, no, it's Nobi. Oh, cool. Yeah, Nobi's one of his students fellow Kagoshima alum mm-hmm. from <laughs> yeah from our time teaching in Japan not mm-hmm. not nearly the same year so but <laughs> yes decade removed but. yeah so I, I had always wondered over the years how that restaurant had done with anime north here and I think we we kind of covered it last night to some degree or maybe it was after we finished recording there were some years it, it felt 
you just never had the sense it was uh, trying to latch on, but then mm-hmm. the stall happened. Yeah, like the, the first few years, it was like they never had the outside thing, and it was always this kind of like, you know, it's, just a restaurant yeah. there that people could go if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Now, um, now it's like embraced it. Yeah. And, and from what I hear, it, it, it does a lot of its business during yeah. this weekend. It gets a lot of business. And, 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 we're, and I, I know that a lot of people are happy to hear that for the, for the place. And it, it is like, you know, we joke a little bit about the price, but it is authentic-ish Japanese food. Um, like, you know, onigiri is, you know, kind of a standard, but like, you know, you can get bad onigiri and it's, their onigiri is good. Um, you know, like their, their gyoza and, you know, toridongo, like it's like, you know, it's good food. Lineup is, can get busy in the midday. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. but like that's, that's everything. Like the, um, the, the law panel I went to, it was in one of the smaller rooms, um, in the, um, um, in this hotel. Um, and you had to line up. I, I was there 45 minutes um, 45 minutes early um, <clears throat> and people, people were turned away, right? Oh, and, wow. Um, versus, you know, the bigger rooms um, like uh, the ones um, that, that Jesse Betteridge um, ran, you know, there were lineups, but there was space, right? Same yeah. as Anime mm-hmm. Hell, there's a big lineup, but you're not, not going to you know, cut, be cut off. No, well, Anime Hell takes place. It, it was in the North Building again yeah, this yeah, year, yeah. wasn't it? So, yeah, which was a good choice. It's always, like, yeah. yeah. It fills, like, it fills up enough. Like, it's not like when it was here, you know, things, the line would be cut. People were, cr- like, you know, there were no space between seats. Um, it still fills that North Building, not to the brim, but, you know, enough people are Yeah, there. I, I remember seeing bits and pieces of it. Credit to the Anime North staff and volunteers, though. They are managing the lines quite well. I know some people are probably frustrated about the clear the room policy, which has become, <clears throat> become necessary. Um, but, you know, there's some learning curves from new volunteers, of course, as always. But I haven't run into you know, a, a horrible instance where like, you know, 20 people cut or things like that. Um, they've done great things with this accessibility this year um, where they have like a sticker system on the badge. <clears throat> they are getting people to the front of the line that need to. Um, it's just been, been great. Okay. Um, James, do you want to mention anything? Well, I, I think they've mentioned everything and I guess if- they want to go and see more panels uh, from uh, the trifactor. The many people I know tomorrow <laughs> that Neil Nadelman, Mike Tool, and Jesse Betteridge, they have panels tomorrow. I think Jesse's doing a Sega Saturn panel tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Mike Tool is doing his usual dubs that uh, time forgot. And then I think, I can't remember what Neil Nadelman was doing, but he was doing uh, something uh, tomorrow. Mm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, uh, no, the person who I was thinking of earlier was uh, Tim Aldred. Oh, yes. Ah. That name. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Tim. Well, okay. So, my, my day. First of all, my day has a few regrets, only because I missed out on the Studio Orange stuff. So, and that was later in the day, I think. Well, it was, well, they had one thing at one o'clock, yeah, one thing around, around one, five, something like that. And yeah. I, got, uh, I got here just before six. But, but, uh, and this is part of the, uh, uh, another part of the story for me tonight, um, the parking. Ugh. <laughs> and I, look, look, I lucked out. I have a, I have a, I have a, a, a good, uh, 
pass for the hotel. Yes, flaunt your free parking pass, Mike. <laughs> but you still have to oh, find a parking spot. Okay. Yeah, it would be nice yourself. to find a okay, parking spot. Okay. Just out. okay, so now I have to talk about this. Okay, I know we're both probably... Okay, I was about to ask you. So I got to the con area at 5.50 or so, and... I already knew I was likely going to have to park in the back anyway, which I did. Now, whoever was supposed to manage, like, traffic flow didn't block off certain aisleways where there were actually dead ends. Because normally, you should be leaving two car spaces worth at the very end free so that cars can cut through to the next lane. Yes. And so by the time I got to the very end, it was virtually cut off anyway. So I thought, well, I might as well just park because I'm in a rush. And I'm now lugging all my stuff for the flea market to the con while trying to tell 10 other cars that they're, you have to go back. This was yesterday. This was yesterday. And one of those were my friends, actually. <laughs> so sorry. Look, I, I, and I mentioned what, what it was like there. Uh, oh, I'm, also grateful, I'm also grateful for her uh, spotting me a face mask because I had walked far enough away from my car that I didn't want to go back to get it. <laughs> look, look, there was a couple instances of that in the uh, Delta lot, just for reference. And... I, I lucked out. I lucked out because somebody was leaving right mm. at the side entrance over there, and I was able to get that spot. And it, I've been there the entire time. I ain't leaving it. At last check, after after nightfall, the car, the parking lot is still looks very full. Uh, and I'm not totally sure I could have said that in past years. Oh yeah, I I have now and, since received intel as to where I can park in the future. Well, don't to share avoid now. this problem. Yeah, Do not no, share I'm not now. fucking telling this. Is, it on, this is, it, is it on the 401? <laughs> <laughs> you know, a good hike. But yeah, I'm not putting that on the record. But uh, reportedly, more and more people are finding out about this spot. Well, but, that, but I'm not, yeah, this is not going on the record. The it doesn't is, matter. Is, Toronto Parking Enforcement already knows, and they're going to ticket your car. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, but this is part of the know, story. That's like, that's like a part-time job for me now, like dodging parking police in Toronto. Like, this is part of the story, though, today, for me. The cars. Mm. We just talked, okay, the whole, the rest of the weekend is sold out. Is that unprecedented? The way the parking lot, especially at, T, at TCC, I, had n I do not recall the way that many cars, the way they are parked. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about just yet, but walk along... The area, the, uh, the driveway towards Martin Grove. And I, I mentioned last night, I mentioned last night to you, James, and, uh, and Lawrence, who's here in the room, we do have at least one person in the audience tonight. I'd never, I don't recall much in the way of parallel parking in that drive up to the exit. And what I saw today was a plus version of that. So you saw people parking on both laneways a lot, 
you know, parts that look like that, that should be drive ups, people were parking, di- you know, the diagonally, you know, how you park up against a, a curb. Yeah, because you get desperate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there was just that. And then you can imagine what people were doing. Like, first of all, people brought up on the Facebook page. It was mentioned how to get, like, how to, about the best way to get into TCC. And people, like, people mentioned the Martin Grove entrance. And others reacted as if they had never heard of this entrance, the Martin no, Grove there's entrance. There's another way to get in. Well, but generally the advice is to never turn left from Dixon into the Toronto Congress Center. Ne- like, not that, that little street. Never turn left from that light. Oh, citywide. Is that, is that what it's called? What? Is it citywide, the main, the main intersection? Is that what it's called? Like, like the, the main the, intersection. Yeah, yeah, you don't turn... You but even never then, turn left there. But even then, even then, yesterday... There was a huge line that stretched all the way to that Holiday Inn yeah. to yeah, make that right turn. Yeah, what you do, okay, this I'm willing to share. What you do is you turn right into the gas station and then you loop around into the road. So that way you drive straight into the Congress Center. Oh, that one. What, turn right into what? Uh, yeah, so you technically drive past the intersection, but you drive, yeah, turn right into the shell. So then you loop around into like the okay. street. So you drive straight. I'm amazed like people don't think of that. <laughs> Because <laughs> I see like 20 cars, 15, 20 cars waiting to turn left. I'm like, you guys are suckers. And then I just like do my loop thing and it takes but, like a minute tops. And, and, well, I, what I was referring to was coming the other way on, on Dixon from the 401. Yeah. And then people, t- mm-hmm. that right turn was insane. Yeah. That yeah, lineup you, for that right you turn, turn yesterday right, was insane. Right before the intersection where like the into Harvey, the- like not Har- yeah, like right before the Harveys, that little street where you go into like the Tim Hortons and the Burger King and the Subway and the Swiss Chalet, the bar- that's Burger- where you should turn into. And then, and then just cut from that, the entrance there. Yeah. Okay. Or use Martin Grove. Well, yeah, but, but the thing is they made it sound like Martin Grove was a revelation to some people. There was a- Yeah, because most people don't come from that way. Yes. Well, now people know. And according to Facebook and some of the other replies, there was a brief period today where they closed that off. (laughs) (laughs) And if that is true, first of all, it wasn't the case when 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 I went to actually see it. And I walked all the way to see that. It didn't look, appear to be that way. But if that's true, I, I, I just find that it would be a dangerous thing to do because then it would bottleneck everything into one official entrance or yeah. one set of, uh, basically at the front. And I just found that kind of... Well, there's also that little side road that runs along the perimeter of the Toronto Congress Center that also is parallel with Highway 27. Yes. But then you'd have... You'd have to be coming southbound from there to really take advantage of that. And, like, not a lot of people do. Yeah. That's something mm-hmm. else. Like, and I, and I, I haven't... I, I don't have the fact. I work in the area. So, yeah, it's something you even, even people who regularly traverse this area, it's, it's lost on them. Do you think that it's just a matter of larger attendance numbers? Or do you think there's um, other factors? Like, do you think, you know, less people are taking TTC due to the pandemic? Do you think that um, less people could find a hotel this year? Like, is it just a combination of everything? Because could it, be, does, it could be a hell of a storm. It does seem uh, like unusually busy, like as far as car traffic goes. Well, like it's always bad. Like, you know, t- twenty years coming here, mm-hmm. and odd, it is twenty like, years now. So it's, it's worth mentioning. You right? know, it's 
it's never seemed, you know, quite this congested. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and at the worst, let's, we would just park, like, beside North, Yeah, which was fine. But, yeah, this is different. This, this is, was just different. And, and I had nice conversations with some of the people walking along, and I even saw, like, a group of friends ha- having, a, having a couple snacks and drinks in the back of a pickup truck parked. Oh, yeah, some people, like, rent U-Hauls and then just, like, have shit going on in the U-Haul and people are just hanging around the U-Haul truck. No, I, I saw a couple of, the, well, at least one, and I had a nice conversation with a group of friends. So it was, like, it's, a, it's still a happy atmosphere. Don't get me wrong on this. This is still a very fun atmosphere. Like, you know parking is bad when you hit the gravel. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Well, but I've, I've had that moment, too, in, my, uh, in the years I came here when the, during the purgatory years of the podcast. The one thing I, like, the first, the one thing that I did, and this is the first time I did something like this I could recall in some years, was just soak in the atmosphere. Walk around the whole, at least the TCC grounds, certainly. Into the dealer's room, into the uh, artist alley. And I agree with you on the issues with the artist alley, because, you know, it did feel congested compared to the... They did give more space to the artists this year, which I do like. Mm -hmm. Um, They had more, um, like, sort of chill space behind their booths. Oh, I did notice that, actually. I did notice that. is really good, because it's been the reverse in many years. So as much as it's frustrating navigating, I am happy for them. Okay, Squirrely, I'm sure, will be paying attention to that detail whenever they're listening. So, so soaked in that, went into the, um, went into the Momiji Gallery, took oh, pictures nice. of all the, they, I was allowed, they said you can take pictures of the kimono all, that were on display, so I did. Realized uh, I was taking them the wrong way because I, I tried to frame the, uh, little ex- panel explanations beside the kimono and I realized looking at the pictures afterwards oops it's referring to the one next to it oh. <laughs> so I had to retake all those all those pictures take another 10 minutes mm. I ran to your friend I ran to your friend um, who was with you in the table last night by the way uh, Kevin so yeah, she was there okay and then I went to the dealer's room I, I did touch base with uh, John Cirabella mm-hmm. so We'll, we hope, we'll hope, we'll hopefully we'll be able to work something out and we'll be able to ch- chat with him at some point in the, in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say near future, but future nonetheless. You seem amenable to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're certainly willing to at least chat uh, uh, and we'll see what works out. It's just busy. It is busy. No, he said he's in uh, the con uh, he's in marathon, con- so yeah. to speak. He said he's got to be in another one, Acon, next week, I think. So he did Anime Central, Anime mm-hmm. North, and then Acon in yeah. Dallas. And... Um, I did not realize this looking at their selection. I didn't know that Anime Works has the present rights for Fushuki Yugi. They still have it. They, they were do. selling. They were selling it. I did not know. How long ago was that? <clears throat> not recent. Some years back. Yeah. Before or after the beginning of version two? I want to say after version two started. So we're talking. I think. Just a, like 2018 before I think after. so. I don't keep up with new anime releases as diligently as I used to, so don't quote me on that. Okay, because I, I did not know that. And the, but it also tells you how out of touch I can be at points, So I, and I fully admit that. But it was just interesting to walk around the area, see what's considered cool to sell these days, and yeah, it's changed. Yeah, it's mostly merch. It's mo- well, that's fine, which that's is what, fine. That's what James was saying last night. Mm-hmm. Yes, much. I did listen to part of the podcast. Yes, okay. 
and I pa- and I talked to and I passed by the Navito World booth. That's that's the uh, that's the story behind the Kaguya Sama figure you see standing oh, to the side. Oh, you bought it from them. Okay. Yeah. Because um, I I do like. You know, I, I've been, I've in my da- in my time, I, I went around and chatted with the with the store owners. So as well. many figure stores have popped up in the last two, three, four years. Mm-hmm. Like you have Panda, and then you have like Sino Hobby and Markham, and then Panda is clo- is like nearby in to me in Mississauga. Yes, and I know they had a booth here, and they're also in Uptown, which is like Scarborough Markham. Okay. So there's, you know, that's... And Argoma as well. It's yeah. also in North York. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just nice to touch base. It had been years since I talked with them. So, it, it's, so it, many places now. But yeah, yeah it's just... It, I, I just got to soak that in, watch all the dance parties going on on the outside in the parking <laughs> lot. Oh, the, the Otaku Baloo, yeah. Oh, well, not so much Otaku Baloo, but they, there was like some, something going, some K-pop thing going on where they, oh, yeah. there was a K-pop um, dance, dance group. So they were just okay. a dance gathering of some sort? I think they were inside, and then they just, after it was all finished, they moved it outside and started their own thing. So and yeah, and, 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 it got, and they've gained a, a bit of a following, I noticed. Enough that uh, every time, that that crowd was watching them for, like, I, that was the first thing I passed by. Went out to Martin Grove, went, out to the, went into the dealer's room, and Artist Alley two times over. Or basically went into the dealer's room once, went out to Martin Grove, came back, went into the dealer's room, and I was leaving. They were still there and just about to finish up. Yeah, K-pop dance groups are, uh, I really respect them because that's a lot of work. Well, they, 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 I'll say they were well choreographed. It's a lot of work else. for like not that much reward because a lot of it is for the fun of it. You know, and if they really like, if they really do put in the effort, like they they will go to like other, like cons, like K-pop cons, to like compete, and who knows, you might get scouted by groups, or you might uh, connect with like promoters who you maybe you can be like the backup dancers to some of these groups when they come to the states or whatever. Like you never know what what can ha- come out of it. Nothing wrong with uh, having with your passions just kind of going that way, and or, or you use that like you use. You use that like uh, setup to like also just promote your own YouTube channel because that's what a lot of them do as well. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, small regrets there. I did run into Jesse. He obviously he's hyping up uh, hyping up the his, his last panel today, and he was ecstatic with how that how his Canadian Heritage yeah. moments. Oh yeah, I saw him pop went. by. Yeah. yeah, he was mm-hmm. by. He came by, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to him in the future. But he, I know that he's just. He seems to be enjoying the experience a little more than he mm-hmm. did in past years, but it kind of helped that he has a room here. <laughs> Wave your hotel room, right? Wave your hotel room key. That was the last time, yeah, he was in his he Airbnb was, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and there were some days I had to actually drive him. So that's, that's the observations I made from day two, but it's the parking. And just to answer, just to further answer the, your question, Amy, uh, is it... Uh, is it the, is it inflated attendance? Is it uh, lack of use of public transit? Anecdotally, we were talking with Michelle and Chow, the guys who work with James on the uh, all night track, mm-hmm. right? One of our one of our legacies mm-hmm. here, right? Right, Amy. This is this is our yeah, le- yeah. this is a big part of our of the York University Club's legacy, right? What they do. Anecdotally, Michelle observed with me 
that, you know, that, that lobby area in front of the, that lobby area where Ginkgo is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just said it seemed more empty than it had been in previous years. Kind of, actually. Since yeah. I walked by there on the way to come here. Yeah. There, so there aren't as many people hanging out there. <clears throat> And usually it would be more bustling because that's just an observation they would make. And sometimes they would just be the, you know, they would have to keep an eye out for that because that was part Mm -hmm. of the duties for the all night for you guys, Mm -hmm. right? They just said that 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 wasn't, there wasn't as much traffic from their observation at this point in the night. So who knows, right? So maybe the, it could be, if the numbers are, bearing out as no different than in past years or not that much different from in past years a lot of it could be more commuting based than it had been or maybe you have just more younger fans who just can't, can't. stay out all night mm. that could well it's the changing demographic it's the cha- it's the way our fandom is going in and out right more in really but there's just a a, a thought talking with um I don't know if we'll have Norm or Chris be able to do the show a bit later. I, I, I'm fathoming at the rate things are going. I know they have their things to do, too, in settling down. But 35K, hmm. that's in the conversation. I think that's, uh, with the way this has gone, everything we're, uh, we're seeing, the thir- that 35K number that we always talk about, that's very much in the conversation, even though we don't have official numbers from recent years. So, I mean, we wondered what, what, what was the uh, number last year. We still don't really know, but we, it might not have gotten close to 35K, but the way the staff, the, we, knew, we knew that there were, some dif- there were issues. And a lot, you can also chalk up a lot of that to just not having the proper manpower to handle it. The manpower is here, a lot more in force than, it, like, it's back to those normal levels. Yeah, and there was some we're rust, close. right? So, there's, so there's, there's just, a, it's just that you, you might be prepared, but there's always another tweak mm-hmm. that will always pop up and be an issue. And, you know, I, to be, like, I think they've, they've handled it very well, and, and there's just some things that, as I said, how much could you have uh, prepared for what happened in the parking lot, right? You couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, with the way with the way people would be, and you know, and and and, and yes, it helps to be back in May, and it helps that for much of the week and maybe on Friday the temperatures were below average, and now we're seasonal, mm-hmm. and now we're maybe slightly above come going into the final day tomorrow. But just some thoughts, and you know we'll. See how things pan to, uh, pan out tomorrow, and we'll just report to you then. But we've been talking a lot about the convention itself, and you know when it comes down to it, this show is about some of the issues in our fandom. To talk about the things that are going, the headlines, the happenings, and try and make some sense of them. And you know, the best if we uh, at least cover one or two before we're done tonight. So, last night, I joked with uh, everybody here about needing an intervention. So, here we go. Okay. I knew we would have this discussion again when we got closer to the release date, and now that we know it, 
now is a good time to revisit that discussion. Various outlets over the last week or so have announced that the reboot of the Rurouni Kenshin anime is now set for July 6th in Japan. And we knew it was a summer release. Yes. Well, the, I guess it was supposed to be spring, then they pushed it to summer. So. Mm-hmm. The Shonen Jump classic will essentially be retold from the beginning of the story. But as many of you now know, the real story here is in real life. In recent years, when creator Nobuhiro Watsuki was charged with possession of child pornography in Japan. Many past fans of, of Kenshin have sworn off of the title. Even what about with, you? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. Even with Viz canceling the English translation of the Hokkaido arc of the renewed ver- edition of the manga series. However, the title still has fans and continues to keep going, which essentially led to this reboot. And now I come to myself, for myself. I've never hidden my own fandom for the title. But this leads me now to my own torn feelings again, which brings me here tonight. In front of a live audience, cue the crickets, and ask You're if invalidating it's... You're <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mike. And I'll, I'll, but I'll ask if it's worth separating the art from the artist or just clear-cut all of it. And go. <laughs> if you want to watch it, it's fine. Do what you want to do. Do what you feel like you have to do to justify watching this if you really want to watch this badly enough. That's, That's it? That's really it. I'm not going to watch it because I already read the manga. I don't have any real need to watch it anyway. And and to those who are just going to straight up bootleg watch it instead of giving Aniplex of America any, like, money by, giving, by watching it a legal stream, then I don't blame them. Hmm. This is, like, and, and, we, and you have your version of it with Act Age, right? If I remember. Yeah, because uh, the writer was, like, sexually harassing like prepubescent girls, like 12, 13 year old girls mm-hmm. while he was riding his bike and shit. Okay. And like screwing over Shiro Uzazaki's career for a little while as a result. Mm. And Act Age was arguably the best series running in Weekly Shonen Jump at that time. Like it was that, it was like the Hikaru no Go of it's time now where it was just not a traditional Shonen Jump series, but still had that charm to it that made you really appreciate how interesting the story was and how the characters interacted with each other. Like just the character dynamics were uh, really, really good to see. And strong female lead, which we rarely see in Shonen Jump, if ever, that might actually be the first, like, really good, like, main female lead. Obviously, we've had good supporting cast female leads, like we've, like, like Anna and Shaman King, which we've discussed <laughs> in the past, but it's, oh, fuck, man. That's why I grudgingly still bought those two volumes that Viz put out before they 
cut the cord on it because, uh, you know, the careers were not nearly as established as Watsky. Mm-hmm. And, okay, continue. And that's why it got canned. And, uh, and that's also why I'm, like, hoping that I'm going to like Akane Banashi as much as others do because that's basically now, like, taken Act Age's place as the, like, kind of different but really impressive new Shonen Jump series, which is atypical and has a strong female lead. Okay. Not a female lead, but otherwise this is Dr. Stone Erasure, and I will not stand for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Amy. No, no, James should go first. Yeah. If he has anything to say, he should. <laughs> you're, you're about to. You're, 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 oh. you're, 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 she's winding up. <laughs> she's winding up. Okay. Oh, uh, no, save, the, save the hot take for last. <laughs> No, I, you know the one you that know, the one I, that we put on Instagram. If, if I if I ever decide to start doing Instagram again, I think they'll probably still find people watching it. It's like we'll see how it goes. Though I think obviously there's the other thing that maybe people will watch the stream, but I doubt there's going to be many people who want to shell out for the expense of Aniplex uh, releases, especially uh, after what we know, of course. So. Okay, oh, that's I'm going gonna, gonna to brace myself now. Yeah, Here. maybe. I feel a tremendous amount of guilt and shame for buying the Shaman King reboot and Shaman King Flowers volumes because Hiroyuki Takei supported Watsuki ah, in that yeah. stupid yes, mural okay. project. Mm. Just because, and that's just someone who, you know, said, oh, I like this manga, or, I, you know, I worked with him as a, you know, assistant or whatever i feel bad for that um and you know it's one of my favorite series um but you know to be honest when those reprints were coming out i forgot he supported watsky after that moment um that you know it you know i forgot i forgot and you know, far worse than all these. I mean, I, I love um, Blood Blockade Brotherhood too. Another artist who supported it. If you look at the list of artists. Oh, like Naito? Who, um, I, I don't know the name. Oh, Blood Blockade. So. Yeah, Blood Blockade Battlefront would be Yasuhiro yeah. Naito, yes. yes. Um, yeah, the Trigun like guy the, as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Like looking at that list, so many artists supported um, Kenshin, at least, as a franchise, and by proxy, you know, this, you know, disgusting excuse for an artist-writer. Um, chief among them, Oda from One Piece, who was mm -hmm. instrumental, mm -hmm. apparently, in pressuring, you know, the, the reinstatement of, of the Kenshin story and, and Watsuki's production. Um, I think he, he, I think, and, you know, I've talked about this, you know, when we talked about the, um, all this, this whole issue in the, the past, he got a six month, you know, please don't publish your book for a while and please pay us $2,000. There was so much child porn that the police thought he was a distributor. Um, this isn't, and this isn't, you know, people think, oh, it's Japan. They don't, oh, people think hentai. No, this was photos. And I, I think just was it just photos? I forget if it was videos as well. But this was, you know, real children, and he he got please pay us thousand dollars. I've had to pay more money for tax purposes. Oh. Um, you know, triple the the amount. Um, to be honest, just due to 
things happening. But and like you know, I'm not begrudging that. I'm fortunate in some ways for that. Um, but you know, I think there's a time where I I had to pay five hundred dollars for a parking ticket. Um, and so what is that like four parking tickets and that is equivalent to having that much child porn and now his his precious anime gets to be a fully you know remade and celebrated and people forget and you know people say oh yeah this sucks but it's part of Japan so we're in North America like you know do better we we shouldn't be you know in some ways we shouldn't be having this discussion but it will be had who who's picking up this license you know who's going to voice the characters and then unfortunately if it gets dubbed all of these actors are going to be you know attacked on social media for being part of this project um, and you know, and to some degree, I think you know, yeah, you should refuse this role um, because yeah, money will go back to Watsky. Um, and a lot of and to to sort of give. Um, I mean, it's it's difficult now that you know we're in this intervention mode, I suppose. But to sort of um, piggyback on what Kevin said. Um, it brings me to my my thoughts on um, on the works of of J.K. Rowling. So the stage show, um, the um, up the video game um, that came out recently, oh, yeah. um, things like that. Mm -hmm. So you know, vile transphobic bigot who has made her entire life transphobia essentially. Um, and you know a lot of discussion was happening when especially when the game was coming out oh, yes. um, and you know currently the, the play is still active in Toronto for another month or two and my my position on that is buy what you like support what you like but if you want to you know first of all if you if you are an ally you shouldn't but if you want to at least pretend to be a trans ally. Don't talk about it. Don't post it on social media. Don't tell anyone you played this game. If you sneak into Walmart at midnight and buy this Harry Potter game and no one knows about it and you turn off the internet, you don't register it as you know part of your mm -hmm. um, gamer tag, whatever, um, and you play through it, you know, whatever, and because you love Harry Potter so much, then fine, don't tell anyone. Same for the, the show. Wear a disguise, go see it. Um, so no one, no one recognizes you. Cool. But if, if I find, like especially these days, if I find out a connected individual is still supporting Harry Potter, I don't necessarily like, I don't think they're an awful person, but I don't trust them anymore. I, I can't. If they have internet access, they're on social media, there is no way I can feel safe around someone um, knowing that they're openly supporting it. If they like, you know, casually mention like, oh yeah, I played it, um, but you know, it's not in a big group, they're not, you know, shilling for it, then, you know, I'm still turned off, but I'm not going to, you know, vilify. Um, and I, I think that, you know, 
this this Kenshin anime is is coming out. Um, and it, you know, I, I understand this puts you in a very difficult place for me making that um, statement just now. Um, but I think it's a it's a similar you know position where, you know, if if I hear people you know talking about this series and celebrating it, all I will think about is, here's this show I'm watching. It's really great. I'm supporting a pedophile. Like, that gets stamped on any bit of praise, any bit of criticism, any bit of, um, you know, nostalgia. I don't, and maybe you can, you know, um, share some insight. I don't know how you can, you can publicly enjoy something when it's stamped with, hi, I'm a pedophile, hi, I'm, you know, a, a vitriolic transphobe, like not even the casual kind. Um, There's casual kinds? Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, like the, and it's, again, like it would be awful enough if someone had drawn provocative, you know, young characters or something. That's already vile. But the the magnitude and realness of it being actual victimized children, what happened to them? Why is no one no one talking about, you know, were their families notified? Are they safe? No, it's all about because of how things work, it's all about something that should have resulted in jailed for life and it's so much less than drug possession um in japan he yeah he would have he would have gone to jail if it was drugs absolutely yeah because that's just how their culture is and uh, if i'm not mistaken at the time it was was it still technically legal to possess at the time in Japan? I don't remember. And that's, was, that doesn't justify it, but I'm just... It was hovering yeah. around the change, whether it was before or after. Mm -hmm. um, that, could have been, that could have been key in what happened to him after. But like 100%, it's Shueisha protecting their own interests by telling Watsuki to go away for a little while. Kenshin's still in all those jump games. Yep. Like, and they did like different cross promotions with other games and other things and stuff like that. I know which was the one that was, I'm tr I forget. It was, uh, it wasn't Gung Ho. It was uh, level five or one of the ones, the one that was like Splatoon, but it was. Uh, oh different. yeah. The bubblegum. Um, the bubblegum yeah. game. Yeah. They've done different ones. And unfortunately Kenshin was in there. So. And, was one of the and I think the mo live action movies were still being made at the time, oh, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's, we've seen it a lot on the Japan side. As we said, though, Viz did the scorched earth, basically. So it'll be interesting they to see what happens. It. Will that stay consistent in North America for well, the enemy? That's the, the thing question. Was, the thing mm -hmm. was, was that, yes, they did cancel Hokkaido arc immediately. They didn't outright cancel the original series too though they they never said we are not going to publish it anymore i think what happened like they didn't stop sales of mm -hmm. of 
but maybe the they stopped copies. printing. Maybe that's what I think happened as a you result. Though I, mean. I think, so I think with Kenshin, they're just letting whatever's still out there just sell in its due <laughs> course. But I yeah, I don't think they will reprint it from here on out. It's also worth mentioning Netflix did pick up the last two live action movies, and since then. The, the first one is, is on the service as well. But I think you can still read Kenshin on the Shonen Jump app, though. I think. I when, don't remember. When I, oh, I can check right now. <laughs> when shopping. I'm, I'm aware that, you know, you're a fan. It is a popular, you know, series. Um, I'm a big fan of Freckles as a song. More from DDR, but, you know, the anime opening version is fine, too. Um... But, and, you know, I, I know this sounds harsh, but I would say the same thing about Shaman King. Kenshin is a big, famous series. It is not a sacred cow enough series that they, they I feel that they are justified in, in preserving it to the degree that they did. I'm not necessarily against if there's a big Shonen Jump history poster, throw Kenshin on there fine but the fact that they had that art show the fact that it's getting you know the remake it's not like i'm a, i apologize it's not a shin chan it's not an astro boy um it's like it's you know it's up there but it's not it's not even maybe it has more general clout than jojo but like i'm trying to find like where it's placed but i don't think it's like a cultural Touchstone, where like if the creator of Ultraman was a pedophile, I think that Ultraman has such a legacy of different creators, different iterations. Um, you know, it separated itself um, from the origin point. And again, I'm not saying that about Ultraman's creator at all, but I think that there's justification for preservation there um, and continued celebration, continued, you know. Um, reiterations remakes i can't see how kenshin is is that worthy at the expense of children so just to quickly confirm uh you can still read roni kenshin and roni kenshin restoration that two volume like quasi sequel thing that is still available to read on the show and jump app and uh but in response to you amy i hate to say it i think Kenshin was, was, at least in my, from what I can tell, was like a huge cultural phenomenon for Japan in the 90s and like was one of the crown titles of Shonen Jump back in that day. So I think that, I feel like that's why Shueisha went to such great lengths to so you think they're try and keep it going relevant. through nostalgia but and I, stuff I'm like that. But I'm saying that, that like if you look at like mm -hmm. the, again, I'm, this is a very weird metric to use, but if mm -hmm. you look at the Shonen Jump games, um, how many characters does Hunter Hunter have? Like six. How yeah. many characters does Dragon Ball have? Like 12. How many does Naruto have? Like eight. How many does Kenshin have? It has Kenshin. Like... Not even Sagara? So, <laughs> oh, not even Sanosuke? No. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm just saying that, like, I'm not saying it's, it's not big because if it was, if it wasn't, it would be a, you know, um, assist attack or something in those games. Yeah. Like, you know, Death Note and actually I think Assassination Classroom was actually that's Shonen mm -hmm. Sunday, isn't it? Or is it Jump? Which one? No, that, no, oh, Assassination Classroom is it, Assassination Classroom is Shonen Jump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like, you know, it's, it's 
maybe that's a good, you know, comparable popularity in the sense that, like, except, you know, it's too new that we don't know if it'll ever get a remake or anything. And I feel like a lot of, well, several, well, not a lot, but several popular artists were assistants yeah. of him and as that's, well. That's why that celebration the most no, like, noteworthy, right? That's why that celebration happened. The I think, ta- I think Take was in uh, Japan and even among manga assistants and creators, right? There's I mean, that famously type bond the, and, yeah. the Toriko artist was as well, but yeah. he's mm. also not a savory individual. Yeah, um, with uh, with Shima Bukuro, his series at the time did get cancelled uh, when his whole when his charges happened uh then he went away for quite a while they let him come back with Toriko and Toriko ended up being very successful for them less so here but was very popular in Japan and they did let him finish his original series after the fact as well the the sorry to get upset about this and again but like the lack of apology even is like not that it would mean a whole lot but the fact that when pressed, Waski's like, yeah, I'm into young girls. It's like, I, what? <gasps> Why? Like, and the fact that, did he know he would get away with it? Like... Can't even imagine what his wife thinks throughout this whole thing, too. That goes into Japan's sexism mm-hmm. problem where um, the wife and the woman in general is generally so, even today, like, underserved and... Um, like in society, the role is so weird. Like, I'm not sure how many of you know this, but like, a lot of um, openly gay men in Japan have wives, and mm. their wives are completely fine with it because they consider homosexuality a hobby. Um, I was like, oh yeah, that's what they do at night. Um, so it's as far as what his wife feels like. Who knows? I hope she's disgusted <laughs> um, but as the, you know the whole backstory for this issue how much of this is is an unfortunate Japanese law discussion and Japanese you know I don't want to say Japanese culture because you know I know that there are people there that are just as disgusted as we are um, you know and that goes for for everything that people make broad assumptions about Japan's, you know, backwardness or slowness. Like, yeah, it's backward and slow, but, you know, there's still, you know, there's, there's morality, there's They're ethics. trying to find their own ways to move the ball forward. Well, you know, you just need all those old people to die before <laughs> the young people that know better can finally... Nope. Don't uh, count your chickens before they hatch, though, Kevin. Before you never finally, know. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, well, as, I hate to say it, but that, that really seems to be the case. Like, obviously... Well, even in our society for a lot of stuff, it's just all the, all the old people got to die first, and then the new people can hopefully right the ship, so to speak. Yeah, be careful, and because this, there was a Japanese professor, I think he was in the States, that said something like that, and he got roasted in Japan, right? But you know how it goes. Yeah. Unfortunately. The, the last thing I'll say for now is that, and I think I, I sort of touched on this at the beginning, um, but I'm definitely not saying it's worse than what Watsky did, but I think it is worth pointing out, and I don't care if I make enemies with One Piece um, fans, <laughs> um, but it is 
it's horrific how much Oda went to bat for him. Like, regardless of the friendship, regardless of the mentorship, regardless of anything, the, the degree, like, you know, it's, it sucks that all those artists, you know, celebrated. But, you know, the collective love for the series um, and the artists, like, you know, there's, there's some degree of, like, okay, I can let this slide. But the fact that there is reports of Oda literally going to bat um, for this person and playing a part in, you know, his restoration, um, like the, the, whatever you want to call the restoration of his image, like that element is, is so, you know, painful. Like it's, it goes beyond the bystander effect, um, which is controversial, but like, it, you know, the basic tenets of it, um, I think are valid, like when the fact that people stay quiet um, I'm definitely not going into it right now, but um, with the the rising, um, you know, transphobia, biphobia, queerphobia in general that's going on right now, a big part of its rise in power is that other people who say they're allies aren't doing enough, and that's why it's spreading into New Brunswick. That's why it's spreading into Ottawa and Toronto and North York. Um, I mean, York Region. Um, it's, it's the fact that people see something terrible happen and they either say nothing or they, they listen to, to bad actors and give them, give them time to speak. And, you know, I feel similar with, with Oda's response here. Um, where a fan, I don't, I understand loving a series. I understand wanting to separate the art from the artist. I can, I can understand, I can understand friendship. If, if Oda wanted to go to Watsky's house and support him, bake him a cake, play with his kids if he has kids, like, you know, <clears throat> oh, you're going through a hard time, let me support you. That's even, you know what, I'd even say that's a good thing um, to some degree, but, Again, kind of like my, my thoughts with Harry Potter, if he's doing that in private, that's a good thing. But openly supporting, you know, a criminal like that is, like, that's, you know, horrible as well. That's been a long rant. I apologize. I no need to <laughs> apologize. No, no need to apologize. So you I mean, made your decision now, Mike? I don't apologize for the content. <laughs> I apologize for the length. <laughs> <laughs> So the, so the well, answer is you're not going to watch, correct? <laughs> <laughs> Here's... Don't tell me. <laughs> no, or or if you're going to do it, do it in private and make sure like it's on a VPN and a few other things. <laughs> make sure it's just as, legal, as illegal as possible. Well, I mean, at the time we first talked about it, I think that was some of the sentiment. It might be the one, one time <laughs> you can justify, justify bootlegging. Well, it's interesting because, yeah, if it's Anaplex Japan, it's under the Funimation Crunchyroll banner and stuff or like that. could be. Well, and so it makes you wonder if what's going to happen with it. Do they want that under that their is, brand? No, and but what do they stand so for? So Anaplex of America has a license for Tenshin because no other licensing company would touch it knowing the backlash <laughs> they would get. Well, th that's where it starts to get interesting. Where will it, if, if it's ever to pop up in North America, 
And let's be honest, all, we've only heard the stories about its release in Japan to this point. Nothing has been said about it overseas. Because no, it's only Anaplex of America could do this release because they don't give a shit anyways about fans half the time. <laughs> that's, why no, they, I, that's why they charge so, so, so much. So you're saying that Disney's going to follow up Bleach by getting Kenshin, huh? Might as well. No, Disney knows better than that. They would have theoretically done their research on that. Hopefully. <laughs> but it's just like, well, like you look at how I always kind of like talk about this amongst um, ourselves, but like, like Henry Goto, formerly of Genion Entertainment, is running the show at Animex of America still, if I'm not mistaken. That's what I'm not sure of, but who knows anymore. But uh, if... There's a name from the past, though. But there's if, a hell of a name. If he is still involved, it just doesn't surprise me that they, like, yeah, we'll, we're going to still put out this show, but maybe it's kind of forced on them. Who knows? But it's just like, it just wouldn't surprise me because, you know, it's still, it's Anaplex of Japan maybe, you know, got involved. Who knows? We'll never know. But it just wouldn't surprise me it was them because, yeah, no other company would. That's Understandably right. so. Because that, that's, just, that's just like a marketing disaster waiting to happen. I just mentioned, and I just mentioned to the uh, animation anime guys who uh, passed by earlier. But there's one thing I, I enjoy watching. It's a NASCAR crash. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> one thing Kevin said just, you know, did, mm-hmm. did give me like, you know, reason for reflection. Um, if, you know, I, again, I'm still caught up on that stupid mural. Um, if Shueisha or whatever, I don't want to say they threaten the artist, but like, you know, if there was pressure to support this project, um, even the richest of mangaka, um, it's a tough job. Like if, you know, again, most of these are the richest of the rich, so I'm even double second guessing my, myself. I'm like, I've seen Hiroyuki's Takei's house. No, shut up. Um, <laughs> shut up me. Um, so many cars. Oh, really? It's eh? like a DeLorean, whatever. Um, anyways. Yeah, that many royalties um, from Shulman. I guess it's not depending surprising. Depending on, yeah. the, on the success. And yeah, Shulman King's not successful. Like, imagining how much, like, some of these other people make. Um, but, yeah, like, that's, that's the one caveat. Like, if, you know, their family's livelihood was at risk, like, draw Kenshin fan art or, you know, you're not drawing books for our company or... And it's like the idol industry or any other company again, like, yeah, sure. But like, again, I don't know if that actually happened, but I wanted to. But it's always worth caveat. noting, like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. uh, Shonen Jump does, is capable of that type of stroke. Yeah. And that's, uh, past them. That, uh, that's just like, we've, that's been documented. He was never able to replicate that success on any Since. other title. Yeah, because Busa yeah. Rankin got canceled. It came uh, over here and it didn't do well. So well, it, it did well enough to go that ten volume length, but you know they, they did axe it in Japan, and then uh, his Frankenstein story did run for quite a while in Jump Square, but it just never came out here. It just wasn't successful enough to warrant like an anime. And then he felt like, oh well, guess I gotta do more Kenshin. Went back to the well. Hmm. Anyway. And like just like with uh, GTO guy too, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fujisawa, uh, Toru Fujisawa. Yes, if, if memory serves me right. Yes, that Correct. that is his name. Yeah, I I 
I'm still. Di- I have to digest this too. <laughs> I said it, it, it was a lot. It would be a lot to digest. I knew that when I posed the question again. And I'm I, now I'm in, I'm in reflection mode too. I'm also. But really I think I was always going to be in reflection mode, because. No, I was just going to say I'm I'm willing to, um, accept the um, compromise of, um, I'm a big fan of Star Trek and. Um, Voyager is awkwardly my favorite um, and in online circles um, they, there's a joke that they call Janeway fa- infamous war criminal Captain Janeway um, if anytime someone talked about Kenshin they say the pedophile authored um, series um, you know Kenshin um, if they said that first I think and it was mandated um, yeah. or you know it's somewhere in that sentence like Kenshin by notable pedophile Watsky <laughs> I think I'd be I'd be better with with its distribution hmm. mm. it's kind of like saying w- w- during their initial interviews for the uh, cast of Shit's Creek they made it a point to actually flash the title on the screen so because people were oh. pronouncing the word shit's creek oh yeah mm-hmm. just to make sure people were know where it was coming from yeah well july 6 that's the key <laughs> this is the day worth noting nothing else has been said and i think what happens next is of interest too as i said we don't know what happens outside of japan and you never know. Maybe something might happen even uh, at Anime Expo because sometimes they bring some of that stuff there. So it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do there because that's a big industry celebration. That'll happen around right? that time, won't it? Yeah. If it makes me think um, of, um, what was it? I think Saito Soma is voicing Kenshin this time around. They're not bringing back any of the original no, cast. No, no, they're no, no, no. And none of the original cast is. I have friends who are big Saito Soma fans. So mm, makes me wonder what they think. So there's, can I sleep on this? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long week. No, it's, it's tough. It's just, like, these are legit thoughts. I cannot dismiss any of these. That's why, but I want them to, I wanted to hear them again. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I, I'm not like, thank, like, I appreciate all of this. That's why. Yeah, online discourse has always been, uh, intriguing to re- on, uh, regarding this topic just because like, you see the people who will that are saying that they will proudly bootleg this if they choose to actually watch it and then you have some people that have burned their copies of the manga and will have staunchly said I will not support this anymore and then you also have the people that just don't give any fuck and will just watch it anyway because they just don't care about the situation so it's just, I'm just like, it's like, it's I don't want to say duality of man, but it's just like, it's just there. It's, you just, everyone just lays it out to bear and then it's just. And then like, with okay. Anime News <laughs> Network banning discussions of Watsky, but not banning discussions of Kenshin. Like, that would be the easier solution, but no, let's ignore the pedophile in the room. Um, I'm upset about that as well. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I said, I, I knew I'd be, uh, get, I'd ask for it if I was asking for this, right? Yeah, probably so, knew what was coming. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> I did. And that's fine. But, yeah, it's, I just, I, I, I'd have trouble being put on the spot over this right now. 
But no, there you go. I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not trying to even put you on the spot. I'm just trying, and like, you know, I'm trying to express my frustration about the lack of justice for, for the vulnerable. Yes. It's the main yeah, Of which, and, it, and there's plenty to go <laughs> around in, 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 mm-hmm. there too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's nothing like more to come on this story, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Without a, but you know, I just want to start to revisit and let's see how this discussion goes now. That, uh, what is it? Today, today's date is, well, we're officially into the 28th, so we do have a little bit more than a month to go. Mm. So let's think about it then. When's Anime Expo? July. Yes, the July. July. For July 4th. Oh, the July 4th weekend? Because they always oh, do this the should thing. be, this will be interesting then. Let's see how <clears throat> let's see how it's handled there, because almost certainly, because it's been interesting when you think about Crunchyroll and all that stuff. They've had all these other series they've announced for summer and for fall and all this stuff, but they've been quiet on the ones. So it'll be interesting to see how it all rolls out, as we said. But mm-hmm. hopefully, it all works itself out. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, now, hopefully, it doesn't work itself out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, well, like, sorry. Like to be honest, like I, I guess my word choice was poor. Like it was more. We're hoping out. that it. You know what I mean? That there is no conversation, <laughs> but you know what I mean. The conversation is in the right spot, and hopefully, to educate people on the other side of the Pacific, to maybe find a way, right, to make a better society, or you know what I mean, to push the ball forward somehow. That's probably. The better way. It is tough. <laughs> it is tough. I know. Yeah, that's true. No, this, I, my it, wording it, went I, off. I'm, I'm, it is tough. Well, evil Sony is evil, right? But that, that's <laughs> it. That's it. You know, because uh, Anaplex is owned by Sony. In case and, people didn't know, and I, I think it's one of those properties. It's, it's just, just the, the most likely scenario. Unfortunately, is that if it is announced, it'll be announced. There'll be a little bit of complaints, and it still airs. It'll go away, right? There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can I lighten it up a little bit? Sure. What did you? <laughs> so want we can shit on K Manga now. No, well, well, we <laughs> that happened last night actually. We, well, I wasn't there though. Yeah, you weren't, and we'll give you that chance a bit later on, it's soon enough, because we we talked a little bit about that, but and then we we contrasted. I, I thought it was just like a white or a black page with nothing on it, and that's what you read on K Manga, isn't that right, Kevin? <laughs> Well, I didn't even download the app, so I don't truly know. Well, no, no, none of us could here in Canada. <clears throat> exactly. Well, okay, so, well, obviously the uh, neither Norm or um, Chris, they're, they're occupied at the moment or probably asleep. It is late now, and we, do, we should start to, to get to the, to the back end or the latter stages of the uh, taping. I did, however, you know, want to lighten it up before we finished up this evening. And, you know, over the Anime North episodes, we've started a tradition of playing little games and just what have you, just hypotheticals, a a game of yes or no, as I like to call it. And I thought maybe just before we go off the air tonight, play a little bit, play a little bit of yes or no. I think some of these questions I've asked already, but... You know, let's, I just want to see if we can what comes out of uh, our little talks this year. Okay, off the top of the, off the top, since we were talking video games a few minutes ago, or earlier in the episode, and Steam decks and and um, 
and switches earlier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes or no? Uh, first impressions of, uh, of Project Q, since I was mentioned a few days ago in the PlayStation uh, presentation. Expensive peripheral that will die very fast. I actually don't know what this is. It's, it's meant to be, well, it, it is, it is um, Sony's next handheld answer. I thought but it was Wii U 2. Yeah, the thing is, it's meant to be more of a remote play device. Mm. But it'll have it'll have du it'll have dual sense capabilities with just an eight inch screen in the middle. So this is their reaction to the Steam Deck, basically. Could be yes. All it is is but you're streaming mm. what you have in the PlayStation Five. Some, like, yeah, yeah. Not, somebody here is just saying it's more than that. It's like a whole big industry now. Yeah. Has got but you could get oh, more. Really? You could get more out of the PS2 VR than you could out of this thing. Like, I think it'll just be for the hard you don't course. Think, yeah. It, That's all. I, I, I'm interested because I've always said, I've always said that Sony should get back into the game, into the handheld game in some form. Is this it? I think we know what Jim Ryan thinks. He so, thinks no. And we I, know I what he thinks know. of all the Japanese and the quirky games. No. So It's prestige entertainment. Mm. Even though it was Otome games that sustained the Vita throughout the rest of its lifespan in North America. <laughs> anyway, so mm -hmm. guarded. Okay. So what was the yes, no? Well, it sounds like a no for you. That's for sure. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I think I, okay. Yes or no? The One Piece live action will eventually see, see daylight. Because yeah. because there was a yeah, there was this this line recently that Oda said uh, it won't go it, it won't be shown until I, until I'm hap totally happy with it. Oh really? Eh? I think I heard that recently, really? so I'm not totally sure. Oh hey Norm's here. Okay Norm. Oh wow, maybe I should get Norm's take on <laughs> what we just talked about too. Oh boy. Hey. Okay, well it's a rather interesting topic. So it, it was a strong uh, but. And some strong opinions just given, but... Strong opinions. Well, why don't you have a seat, Norm? That's my... Uh, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, my yeah. So, uh, Norm is here. Uh, and we'll give, him a, we'll give him microphone number four for a few minutes. How, well... Hope you don't regret it. Anyhow, what's... Well, what uh, no, more than, uh, no more than <laughs> yeah. uh, how strong this episode has already gone. Okay. Um, okay. Do you want me so? Do you want me to rehash uh, some of what we just talked yeah. about? Okay, this is a, this to. was a bit this was a bit heavy, I okay. think. Um, by the way, Norm, Norm McAvoy, the uh, co uh, co -pro uh, assistant program well, assistant head of programming, programming among so, many other titles among uh, many gone. other titles here at, uh, at yeah. Anime North, and we can go on and on. Listen to the past episodes. You know that I was a, uh, I've been a big Kenshin fan over the years, right? Oh, yes. And you think you do? You, just having said that, do you think you know where I'm about to go with this? Yeah. Okay. I, I love at the time. This I remember when it came out. I loved the series myself. The movie was excellent, and it had a whole feel to it. Uh, Rory Kenshin, a man who's trying to escape his past and make good. It's. Have you ever seen the movie Shane? I haven't. That well, you yeah, forget you're a different generation. That that's about a Western gunslinger who again tries to find peace, get uh, but just can't escape his past, and that's what the Rural Rony Kenshin was. He tried to escape his final past, but it kept catching up to him, and he had to find a way mm -hmm. 
But Anyhow, it was a great anime, a yeah. great manga. But you know the story in it these days is, oh. has little to do with that story. It has That's to do exactly. with the real life part of it. Uh, the creator is in a disgraced state, and well, yeah. It's one of those... Do we, do you, people, we don't, well, we're not going to show it at all anymore, even in a retro now, because it's just too much baggage with it. Uh, and with the, with its reboot anime, it's set for debut in Japan in, uh, on July 6th, just for reference. So. Well, good luck on that for them, but that's going to be a tough sell in a lot of quarters. Outside. It's yeah, anywhere. Yeah. You think anywhere? Anywhere outside Japan, I would think. Yeah. Fair. See that I told you it would be heavy. Oh, oh no! I mean, yeah. It's and I like, think we have to. But you, I think. But you can't skirt this stuff, huh? You can't. That's skirt why this I stuff. didn't. Uh, that's just why I want to have to have this talk here. Well, not, not the easiest talk, but. Oh. Well, but it's never but, easy when you, you the people you loved, you respected and admired, and you loved their work. And well, as they say, they all have feet of clay. And in this case, this this feet of clay are dragging you know, dragging you down into the mud. Into the, you know, and maybe deservedly so. Mm. But uh, that's that's the crux of what we we had yeah. talked about over the last half hour, yeah. to be honest. And I'm still, I'm still, you know, on the just uh, in the very much in the wind on how I feel about this. Well, so in the end, we're all adults. We're all human. You make your own choice, but you know. You Go by to. your conscience, and uh, you can live with it. But, you know, in the end, it is just a comic. It's a comic. It's an anime. It's a cartoon show. And is it really that important that, uh, you know, you, you put your self-respect on the line? You know, I mean, you can only go so far. Mm-hmm. And this guy did, you know, he did something that's, well, I don't remember, were there criminal charges? What was the... What was the, was uh, there anything proven in the court a lot? Not I, I hate people know, saying just, that. Yeah, or he or, basically just got a slap on the wrist. That's really what it came down to. Okay, but what should there. he have gotten if he if it's true? Jail. Okay. <laughs> for a long time, mm. if not the yeah. rest yeah. of his okay. life. But okay, that's not here. That's but, not the end of the discussion at, the, uh, okay. at this point. But anyway, but you, that was what we were talking about. Okay. Anyway, but uh, otherwise, uh, now to lighten it up. Yeah. From your end. We talked, okay, here's a yes or no. Here's a yes or no, since we're in, we're in the middle of the yes or no yeah. segment. Can we truly say Anime North is back with this, the way this weekend's gone? Well, we never left. <laughs> We've always been, we, you know, it's just like, hey, we always was here, but back in a way that we were before, yeah, I go to say yes. Because mm-hmm. you, you, you had me thinking that. That, that, that thought came to mind when I visited the staff office for the first time on, uh, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And talk with, and talk with Chris, and Ken. Okay. And that was just something he kind of remarked as I when I greeted him, and he just said, "Yeah, it's just great to really be back." Well. And I, when I asked him that, it was just because it just feels right to be doing it at this time of the year. Well, did you? Yeah, that did, did you ever remember the character? Who's that character? Naruto, Rock Lee. Always, he's running around, and running around. Then he takes off the weights. Yeah, that that's was probably. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there's lots of things, but yeah, that's real. Like you suddenly drop the weights off your ankles and your waist, and yeah, that's what it feels like. We can mm-hmm. we we can run like we used to. We run it, you know. We can 
We want to go all night. We got people to go all night. We can. Well, as I said, that's our le- that's part yeah. of our legacy here, right? Yeah, we just been like we've been let loose, and we're we're back. Yeah. In the time of year that we didn't start off at this time, but here we are, and yeah. it's become ten months. Ten months that would turn around, and oh, yeah. it was just like was it was it. Was the um, planning difficult because didn't because you didn't have parts, that ten month you didn't have the twelve months? Parts month of it run? were parts right. of it. You know what you're doing. It's like you get it's muscle memory. You but other parts like yeah, you had you had to put an extra boost. You know, dealing with the company, dealing with guests and other stuff. You know, and thank God the venues were all on on on, on us too. Both here, the Delta, the TCC, they were all with us. And they were a big help, you know. Well, so. yeah, because we know how much it's how important oh, yeah. it is to this neighborhood, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean that's a big part of it. And okay, reflections because I know this is also the twentieth anniversary of the final show at um, Regal. Yeah. Like I mean, we talked about that last night. Yeah, two thousand and three. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was the final time we were there. And, and I remember, we, you know, we we were all at Hags. Hey, yeah, we're going ahead. We're going to yeah, we're getting ready for next year. And then suddenly. We were at, we had, we were there in uh, July August for what used to be called Toronto Trek, and that was you know that's when we heard the news. It's like, whoa! So what are we gonna do? Well, on a whim, Eileen and I and a friend named Nancy, who was on our charity auction, we we just we just took a drive down here and said. Because I remember in 97, Toronto Trek was held here just before Anime North. And we, we, are at, we had our anime room that we did a lot of planning for that here. And we said, you know, let's drive on down, take a look at it. Because we remember, this, this whole style's not bad for us. We took a drive down here and we looked across at the, the Congress and said, you know, we should tell, tell the others about this. You know, this, this might be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, the Regal was, it, man, it's... It was a good hotel to run stuff like that, that in, but but the time we were doing it, you, you could tell there was something just, you know, it, something more than just a, fl- a slap of paint and new wallpapers wasn't going to fix. Yeah. Well, the thing was, I, I the, that was the only uh, one I attended in Regal myself, mm. Mm. and it was okay, but you just also got this feeling it was starting to outgrow it. Uh, yeah, we, like we had that was, say, where do we go cause, next? Because everything was contained there. The dealer's room, I know, was, was, if I oh, remember everything, correct, everything. everything was yeah. self-contained in that facility. And it, it, it just felt like it was, it was not going to fit much longer in there. And at one time, it was one of the biggest hotels in, uh, in Toronto area. Mm-hmm. And at one point, you know, it was, it was a well-attended. People loved it, but... You know, it's it's like everything loses its glamour, and that's what I think happened to Regal. It's just there was good things and bad things about running out of that hotel. And like since then, all these years, we've learned to like, like this. We really like this one and how the, how well we all fit together in it. So that one, there's some fun stuff we did there, and uh, but you know, things things change, things go move on. Mm-hmm. So. And, I, and I and I do have memories of that first year here. 
like in two thousand in two thousand four. Like with the here? with the, bu- well, with the buses. Well, no, 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 no. no it, was just, it was it was the year here. after because we had Sheridan. Oh yeah, and but TCC we had yet to get there. We had yet to Sheridan, come in here. Well, the whole convention had yet to be here. We started off in the Renaissance. We started well, yeah, off right, across yeah, the way. Right, Renaissance and yeah. the Congress yeah. Center. Those two. And you had to take that bus. There was that bus that shuttled between the two areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, this of the, this hotel where we're sitting now, I think in what was the name at the time? Double Tree. Double Tree. It was still Double Tree at the time. Double Tree wouldn't have been available in no. 2004. Well, at the time, remember at the time, there's a group called the Red Hats, the Hat Ladies, look it up, uh, you know, but it's basically a bunch of old, old ladies who, they had it, and they get, you know, they had it for that weekend, I believe. Knights of Columbus were here a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Well, you make the joke, you see the Knights of Columbus going there, hey, see, we got some early cosplayers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you ever seen the Knights of Columbus? It's like, what is this, the Illuminati come to town? They're, they're, they're the Catholic version of the Masons, and they wear cloaks and fancy oh, no, hats. I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean. But they got a lot I've of money. That. Yeah. So, yeah, and, that, and that's the old, a reflection. The old red hat ladies, they saw all our young male cosplayers, they turned into cougars. They love seeing the young guys cosplay. Wow, imagine what it would be like today. Um, well, so what, what your thoughts already on, on, on Anne? I mean, like, just have how the weekend has gone. Well, it was far pretty good. We got the numbers, but we didn't have the uh, problems with the lines this time. We got more people come back in registrations. We did an early mail-out, and that helped a lot. So I think we're going to keep up with that. Uh, I think, well, last year, you know, whatever, we had a lot of growing pains, like I said, working the rust out. I think we worked that rust out, and it's showing here. Yeah. So. I mean, of course, there are other things like like it, it just got big. I know with uh, with all the sell with the uh, caps and the sellouts of uh, of the passes well, for the rest well, of the last weekend. year. I think we kind of got caught a little off guard because we didn't know how many people we are uncertain how many we're going to have this year. We were more on top of that, so the caps are for a reason. Like I said, the the venues want it because they don't want just uh, just keep cramming people in like they do at the uh, MTCC downtown. You know. You know they don't like seeing that. They want to control of it. You can only have so many people in the building or, or around the building, and that's what the fire marshals want. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I said before, in Ontario, do not mess with the fire marshals. No. They, they, will, they will take measures. If you, get, if you laugh at them, they will shut you down. So they, you got to be very mindful of them. Yeah. And, but they're there for a reason. I, yeah. I don't doubt that. It's just it was just a weird. It was just interesting to just see the whole whole place again this year and so oh. soon. But oh, yeah. it, it felt comfy. <laughs> it felt comfy because it, we were not we we're not a, it wasn't in the middle of July or anything like that. Yeah, July's never been one of my favorite months, and there's a reason for that because uh, where I where I spent the last you know forty years of my life and uh, just a hot you know just a hot miserable in the steel plant, folks. So. It's hot enough there in the winter, and in July, oh my God! So July's never working in July. Never has been a fun thing. Last year we had challenges in July because the heat and because of other stuff. We weren't used to it. But yeah, I like I like mail. It made us feel. It's like the it's the start of the summer, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, it is easier for people booking staff and that people going booking vacation in May because it's not July. Well, yeah, well, July. I used to a lot of people want July, you know, and if you're you're the junior person in the place and uh, all the junior senior people, they get the first pick. 
Mm-hmm. So that would be if we'd been in July. Most of our all of our time, I would never. I don't know if I've been able to do Anime North. Yeah, because my workplace, you know, I wouldn't been able to pick the time. Well, I mean, it's just. I guess it. Yeah. But like, it, like I said, we feel like we're back out there. People are. We still got some people to get back. You know, for various reasons they couldn't make it, but. Hey, well, the, hey, maybe some some things are still uh, there's still some rust to go out. Oh yeah. Okay. Is. Um, before we let you go, uh, yeah, we don't have to do the rest of this uh, this segment, but I did want to <laughs> bring this up. Um, in memory of we at the front of uh, at the front of the um, oh. at the front of the program and guide up, this year. The two meters, so I can see their faces. Yeah. At the front of the oh, program yes. guide last year, we gave tri- um, we tri- gave tribute to former members of the con- of the mm-hmm. concom who had passed away during the um, oh, pandemic. Yeah. This year, we kept it we kept the two names, and well, they are significant names in our fandom. Well, there's been a lot of a lot of icons, not just you know, in the fandom, but all over the world. It's not there anymore. I won't go over them, but I like these two names. Yeah, it, Shiro Mizuki is like what an incredible voice. The man is known for singing a lot of the, not, a lot of the theme songs, the opening songs for anime, and my God, what a voice this guy had! Just, just terrific. You know, you hear him doing the uh, Yamato song or Galaxy. Exp- he either belted out or he could do a slow melodic like the Galaxy Three Nine there, where you just wow. So, just that. And then we have Leiji Matsumoto. And you uh, have you have foremost experts here. Like foremost yeah. fans and experts on the man. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, what he did. He's 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 a lot of the reason we have we have anime cons. He's a lot of reasons I got into anime. So yeah, he he's one of the legendary icons of, well, of, of manga and his great. They live on forever, you know. Hey, uh, what I said. Remember what I. Uh, you guys didn't know what I said the when he passed away, but I just wrote. He was the guy that started the fire that keeps all of us warm. Yeah, mm-hmm. in many ways. Well, and see, I've been playing. I've been playing uh, various of his works. Right now, we got Interstellar five 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 five, which is one of his later works. He did later on the band Daft Punk. They, well, they hooked up with. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that was one of the team up between Daft Punk and him, and it was an incredible thing they created together—an oh, yeah. artistic work. You know, yeah, what I mean? so he dabbled in many different well, ideas. Daft Punk—they're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're a French band, are Correct. They? Yes, they're yeah, French. And French, you know, they're, they're big in animation. They have one of the biggest animation festivals in Annecy, in fact, the biggest. And yeah, they were huge fans of his, and just for them, it was a dream. To work with them, but isn't that such a? Basically, they became fan fanboys at that point. Yeah, but oh yeah, but just cool. He the other one we played, we played other things like we played did Queen Millennium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I played the new Star Blazers twenty one ninety nine. It's a newer thing. Such a good show. Oh yeah, and last night is I finally got to do it. I got to play Arcadia of my youth mm-hmm. last night because we've never. Show about the most every science fiction con media con played it at one time. I, I saw the first time I saw it, Holt was at a uh, comic con comic in 1983 84 in Ottawa, mm-hmm. sitting in a little room like this, eight in the uh, nine in the morning, watching uh, watching the Harlock movie. So, and yeah, what, what makes that one so great is not besides everything else. The voice, the, the Japanese voice of Harlock, 
was done by a legendary actor in Japan that was the only enemy voice work he did. The only, you know, and when he passed, this guy passed on. He had, he died at an early age. He had, everybody in Japan, it was anybody in the entertainment industry come to see this, this man's funeral. So, yeah. And it, to me, it's just one of those, I don't know what newer fans think, make of it, but it's one of those, it's an iconic, you know. I, it, it's like watching older movies like uh, Casablanca or such, you know. It's got that feel to it. And in fact, yeah, Matsumoto was—he was a big fan of the old, uh, the old Hollywood movies, pirate movies in particular. And Rollo Coleman was the model for uh, Harlock. You know, for some reason, Roger Corman had him do sound like John Wayne in the Galaxy Three Nine because he dressed like a cowboy. He said he's got to sound like uh, John Wayne. All right, bartender, give me a bottle of milk. And you're gonna <laughs> seriously, and you're gonna drink it. And you're gonna like it. <laughs> That's how he sounded. They did a remake. He sounded more like Ronald Coleman, which was famous any English actor who was just yeah, great great stuff. So, mm-hmm. well, what more? And yeah. another said there's another couple of names. The Gaiman Kamen Rider actor. Whose name I, I doesn't uh, come to passed, mind at the moment. You know, he passed on, and and we we and when we uh, when we met up uh, on Thursday, yeah, uh, Ant- Antonio Inoki. And I will, Anto- yeah, I've got to mention Antonio Inoki. And you know, if you don't know who that is, if you grew up in Japan in the last fifty years, if you we, he was known well outside of Japan too, but you knew it. this guy was like. I'm going to say, you know, Hulk, well, Hulk, actually, he made Hulk Hogan's career. He was a big part of Hulk Hogan's career. He, you know, in the early years. But he was, like, people in Japan knew him like they knew Muhammad Ali here in the rest of the world. And that's kind of ironic because Ali and Inoki were tied together. Because, you know, Inoki wasn't just one of Japan's most famous pro, along with Shohi Baba and Ricky Dozen. He was, he was more just a wrestler. He was an iconic figure. He was a pioneer in mixed martial arts. He had, he, you know, he won the first in it. Uh, he was a politician. He ran for, yes, he ran for parliament and got elected. He converted to Islam. And during the first Gulf War, he goes to, he goes to Iraq to meet with Saddam Hussein and talks to him and let him have some of the Japanese citizens go home with him. So, yeah, just a lot of amazing, just an amazing life. What you got to do with anime, well, anytime you see a big, burly guy with a rock jaw, that's, that's, that's uh, Inoki. He was, he's an, he was every, you've seen him everywhere. You can get away from him in some places. But, yeah, just, just an amazing character and a, and a cultural icon. And now he's, he's joined, you know, Ricky Dozen was his mentor. Now he's joined him. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Ricky Dozen's the mentor to a lot of people. Oh yeah, right. It, it, when it comes to Japanese pro wrestling, which right? is ironic, because Anoki also, really mind him in the best of eyes, he did the collision in Korea. Mm-hmm. No, that that's a story in and of itself. Oh yeah, the uh, when when uh, when New Japan and WCW did a show in North Korea. Yeah, the only two people that liked it were Noki and Muhammad Ali because they had a great time. Everyone else was. Well, the, and dear that's, God, that's what the, are we doing here? That's like a that's a dark side of, of the it ring. It is episode, a dark side yeah. of the ring, and it's a it's a fun one. It's it's just one to watch. But 
There's a, that. That's a good series, by the way. But, I, 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 I really enjoy that series. I know. I know. I knew one of the people in that. His name Johnny Canine. Yeah, I, 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 like, I would what know a him. character! He, what a character he was, a, he was! Like he was a wrestler, uh, like a popular one back in the day. I think he, I think in a, didn't he, in his later days he uh, teamed with, Di, Di, uh, with Dynamite Kid or something in Stampede. If, no, no, John, Johnny, Johnny. I was thinking somebody else. Johnny was oh my god. He may have been a murderer. Oh boy, he was definitely he ran a bike. He, he joined a bike gang. He did, but that's another story. Now but, I'm thinking something at somebody else. Yeah, but. I think Inoki there, yeah. Yeah. Well, but okay, the match, in, everyone, the Koreans hated that. The North Koreans hated it because they were forced to go watch it. The only guy that had fun was the Korean leader, was Kim Jong I think it was. You know, the father of the, of the current one. And, you know, you had to go to make him, because that's what he wanted. And all the American and Japanese wrestlers were hated. The only guy that got a chair was Inoki. Why? Because his uh, mentor and trainer was a fellow named Ricky Dozen, very famous Japanese wrestler and pioneer in the 50s. But, but Ricky wasn't Japanese. He was Korean. Yeah. He, was a, he came in and trained as a sumo wrestler, but for various reasons, I think many of us know that he wasn't big enough to be a good be a sumo, but he joined, becomes a pro wrestler. But Ricky was like many, many uh, Koreans that were born... In the pre-war World War II days, yeah, he ended up, you know, coming to Japan not wanting to. But he, uh, how to put it? Uh, he was born in Korea, but it was all Korea back then. When 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 after the post-war partition, it was in North Korea. While Koreans, the North Koreans, they embraced that. They they saw Ricky as a as a hero. He was this. He was this uh, Korean that went to Japan. He showed the Japanese what you know what it was to be a man, and he beat up those. He beat up on those dirty white foreign wrestlers. I mm -hmm. mean, especially the first man was against a couple of guys named the Sharp Brothers, who were both six six and dirty as heck, but they're dirty fighters. And yeah, they were from my hometown. So what do you expect from a couple of Hamilton guys? And. That, and that they really, loved them for and, and and when Inoki came out, man, the crowd they went nuts. And then, but how smart Inoki knew that was going to happen. Hmm. So yeah, this guy was more than just a pretty face. So yeah, that's I guess you know like yeah. I said a lot of a lot of icons gone. People you don't know what it's got, but like I said, any you look at a lot of animes, you'll see him. He actually showed up in Tiger Mask. He was well, a, he was a pivotal. I mean, that's a pop. Like, no, he was a pivotal figure. Him and Shohei Baba were both pivotal figures in the first Tiger Mask series. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, well. So, anyhow, apart from that, anything else you, you got? No, no. That's what really yeah. what was on the mind. It was just, uh, I want to get your take uh, on some of the serious stuff that we were going to talk well, about. Like so. you said, man. I, I hate to be, like, we were trying to lighten it up, but I thought, you know, th we had to have that discussion, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, well, they say you sow what you reap. Hmm? You sow what you reap, as they say. Mm. Well. Anyway, but uh, I thought it was just nice to have you. Have oh, you uh, just always, glad, you always glad to be here. So uh, anyway, but you know what? I just realized I'm looking at the time on the uh, yep. on this. Maybe it's just time to end it. Well, I got to get back to check what's well, going on. Yeah, well, with the all night stuff going on, what, uh, has uh, has all the programming completed for tonight? Oh, we still got the all night stuff going on. Well, I will go check them out and in, uh, yeah. and pack up. Okay. 
Yeah, so we got we got the folks, the Yama crew in, and do, they're back doing what they want, their stuff, and yeah, happy to have them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. As I said, that's part of our legacy. Thanks, so, Norm. Okay. As always, thanks, thanks for the time. But whatever. I'm glad, uh, well, I'm glad it's a lot, a lot more relaxed uh, compared to the way things went last year. Oh, Because that yeah. was, that's still... Mm. Well, yeah. again, you, you don't know what's going to happen, but we're just glad, you know, and now... Is, well. But one last thing, yeah, yes or no, oh, is 35K a real possibility this year? Yeah. Yeah. Now, you're talking warm bodies or uh, paid attendance? I think both. But definitely warm bodies. Can we, like, well, warm there's, bodies. there's a lot of bodies out there today. So I'm going to say 35K, yeah, that's, that's, that's a distinct possibility, and that's all I think I can say on that, but yeah. Okay. Okay, then, folks, and good night, good luck, and thanks for all the fish. That I got to find out about a little later on. Hitchhiker Guide to the Galaxy. Look it up. Thanks for the thoughts. Well, that pretty much, uh, I can't think of anything else to, to do tonight. You know? I still need to shit on K-Manga. Huh? I still need to shit on K-Manga. Okay, I'll give you that chance. Uh, five minutes, go. And then, and then we wrap up. Because we talked, we had a, James gave a couple thoughts. Lawrence gave a couple thoughts, but. I saw there was some new stuff or news, <clears throat> but most of it was regurgitation of what I heard Kevin said he had discussed with you, so. Okay, but okay, give me, your, give me a final thought, because I know it's probably not gotten, it's not gotten any better. So, did, I don't even remember if we talked about it since it launched. Mm, not really. So, it was a coin system. Yeah, as we said. It's not paid subscription. Yeah. As we expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know there's going to be further discussion on this. But and uh, Censorship was mentioned as well. Yes, and we this is now, all the answer. And we now yeah. know uh, how far that extends. So, it's going to be on the desktop version that they'll eventually put out too. Okay. Which is dumb. Well, I'm not going to argue. And... You're gonna, it's like, you're really gonna make me do never ending surveys to get like 10 coins so I can spend it on like one chapter or like maybe one chapter. Not that I can access it anyway, because, you know, we're, we don't live in the United States. But this really smells like Japanese high ups wanting to enforce what they think is the right way to distribute digital manga. Well, yes. Well, okay, you, you want to finish there, your... uh, Kevin, they're doing it for the manga artists. Doing it for well, them. Well, of course they are. <laughs> of course they are. Okay. This okay. is doing are, it for their artists, too. Are you too. holding back? A little bit, yeah. Just, I'm giving you the chance. Let her rip. Like, okay, so Answer Man did their, did their article where yes. they submitted those questions to... Uh, Kodansha and you know yes it's fine it's fine and great that they're supporting creators as they're supposed to but you know Viz is doing that too and they're doing a subscription model there's so many other companies that they figured out how to pay out royalties to their creators through a subscription model and like I don't know it's it's just frustrating because, you know, I want to read, I want to read legal manga, 
and you make it so hard. You make it, you make me, you have to make me work for it this hard to even read like, like five, six chapters. And you know what? I'm that type of person that only reads that many chapters in a day anyway sometimes. So it actually doesn't affect me that much relative to other fans that would want to read a lot of a certain series at once. And, you know, kudos to Kodansh for actually having like a lot of exclusives that are never translated in English, like Baby Steps and Kapita. And, you know, I loved watching that Kapita anime back in like 05, 06. Hmm. I believe it's by the Daigo creator, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm just like, okay, like that whole statement they made is purely PR speak. Because, of course, it has to be. And it just feels like a whole lot of nothing to me. It, it's just like, like... You just, like, you are really sighing heavily. I can't even say everything that I know about it. Because you know what I'm referring to. I've talked to you about this, like, behind the mic. Yes. So, it feels as if they don't even want to make money off of this. Because honestly, I feel like there's definitely Japanese interference on this. Well, it's been like, this is very much a Kodansha limited thing, not Kodansha USA. Yeah, like. It's also nice, remember, Kevin, that they're having the digital launch party <laughs> a month <laughs> oh, yeah. after the fucking launch. What yeah. the heck is and, that? And, even? and why do you, yeah. and why did they not even, like, how do you tell, how do you promote a service not even telling you people the price? for the whole time. Like this because is, they knew people were gonna shit on them for it. And, and, and they did. And they did. So how and many fake coins does it cost again, Kevin? I don't even know. I can't <laughs> even use the app anyway. Well, and, yeah, we're and, and Viz gleefully took advantage of this by promoting their app. The day before. Like one to two days before. And the ironic thing is all they had to be was competent. And that's all they had to do. <laughs> yeah. Just it's, somewhat confident to win. <laughs> well, they already know a model, right? They, they're familiar with a model. But remember what I said to you. Like, remember my popular phrase, kicking and screaming. This is sort of it. Like, I it think may, this yeah. way was more of my way or the highway, and they're going to die on the sword. So 100% it's my way or the highway. Because it's kind of like the whole Bandai Visual USA thing from ages ago. With the with, with the blue with the um di with the discs, and it's also like how Animax of America runs their operation. But then, but they have the popular titles to back that statement up. They know people will pay like two hundred bucks for Gurren Logan if that's the only way they can watch it now. But at least they make their stuff easy to watch. You can w still watch most of those shows legally streaming, at the very least. So I give Animax credit for that. And yes, and I, I follow them on Twitter, and yes, they are trying to actively give out a lot of free chapters to read because it's a new service, but uh, it just feels like, it's like another case of like, yep, we think this is the right way to do it, and they, they don't care. And I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if... Um, if other people in Kodansha were trying to tell Kodansha Japan, like, look, this is really, like, we don't think this is a good idea, but then they get ignored. 
or they feel like they can't say anything. Um, okay, because if I'm not mistaken, the higher ups at Kodansha USA are Japanese. They had come from Kodansha Japan, if I'm not mistaken. Which would, which wouldn't surprise me that this is the result of that. Hmm. So yeah, the app's dead on arrival, basically. Like, just about as bad as like Manga Up was. And Manga Up like basically did have to admit that yeah, we need to make the thing better. So we'll see if Konasha does that. They gotta give us access. Well, we'll, up in we'll, Canada, we'll see what, yeah. Which was also dumb that we don't even have access because when all this simulpub stuff was happening on other sites like Crunchyroll and Ozuki, we had access. So why don't we have access now? When you license rights to these things, usually you include Canada with the USA. But, so, you, but you know what it's like to be. And I'm assuming, yeah, there was something that happened that made it otherwise not the case. But, like, it's, like, as if Kodasha just wants to, like, maximize profit, whereas Viz and Shueisha realized, oh, we need to just actively get this stuff out there so that at least we have more people legally reading this stuff. Engagement. Yeah. Remember, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, where well, we had a version of that discussion last night. Yeah, this app is bullshit. Not, anyway. not well, I'm not gonna. Like, I don't want to participate in that system. Like I've said that before too. Well, you I don't, don't have the worry now. That's not a worry because yeah, it's not even in Canada. Once like again, just before, to right? underscore yeah. that point, I, I, I don't want to do it. I'll just. If that means I never read Kapita, so be it. Like, then maybe don't worry. Yeah, it's just so. It just sucks because I always hate when my friends just freely pirate everything, like but, with impunity. But especially when free options are available and they're caught up. But there's a but coming. And it's it's just like I don't know. It's just very frustrating. I it's not hard. Just make stuff available. They don't even make the latest chapter free. Okay. That's a common thing. That's a common similar models, which is hilarious. If you want to Yeah, okay. Like, comic-y, uh, the most anyway. recent chapter is free, right? And there's a similar to, coin yeah. model. Are you all right? <laughs> what? Yeah, I am fine. <laughs> Fucking Kodansha. three hours yet? Did yeah, we have good anime there. news maybe from today? <laughs> no, uh, we, I think we've talked about enough already. I can only imagine some of the staff at Kodansha USA kind of just, like, <laughs> sighing at what's going on. Like, like you right now. Yeah. Okay. But... You know, there, there's a final thought for Mine. Kodansha. Yeah, but there's a final thought. Uh, I was thinking the final thought because remember we had talked about the one anime I had got uh, you into. Remember through Netflix, oh, okay. another so one just escaped last. the jail yeah, today. Yeah. It was uh, and it was Great Pretender, and that's and been picked supposedly up. Supposedly, so it's been picked up for physical, physical release. release, and it was picked up by Anime Limited. So hopefully they'll get it out later this year and next year, and not just in uh, the UK and Ireland, but in the US and Canada, which is great to hear. So, it's, uh, and they confirmed, yes, Freddie Mercury is there, and yes, the original dub from Netflix is there. And, uh, so it'll all be there. And in a we nice were talking, package. it's always a recommendation. I will always <laughs> recommend that one. Mm-hmm. Especially if you like those caper movies, you like the Gentleman Thief uh, concepts. And it's nice to see an original anime uh, out there, and maybe some people will support it, right? Maybe. There's always Netflix, of course. 
But, uh, you know, it's getting a little late. So, I don't know. It was just one of those nights. I so guess it was just nice, nice to enjoy it. So right? did we meet the quota for May? Or did these count? Uh, that, was la- oh, that, that was last night. We met quota. We, we exceeded it tonight. <laughs> uh, or... Uh, well, we exceeded it with the length of the episode. Right? That, that's, that what, too. that's what took us over the hump. Well, uh, more well, well, we, we, as soon as we hit record, so, we exceeded. So, how it. many stars do you think Kevin's going to tell the audience we should give this episode? Well, let me uh, let me finish up my thought. Five and, and a half. <laughs> let me find, let me find, let me finish my thought, and then we'll call it a night, okay? But if I have one final thing to add, and you know, I always say it, make a final insult every time we we uh, <clears throat> do it here. So there was two different but related things that caught my attention during the Nomonoichi last night. And well, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Well, we'll talk about way. that next, well, next month. Yeah. Right? But uh, there are two things that uh, caught my attention last night. And I think at this point, they're going to be my, mo- my single most lasting reflective impression from Anime North this year. Okay. The first was a couple who had brought their kids along. Uh, Actually, I think it was three kids, with one of them being pushed in a stroller. That in itself is nothing new, I think, these days. But both of the parents were dressed up as Ash from Pokemon. <laughs> that drew my attention away from the kids enough that I don't remember if any of those three were dressed up themselves. I saw little Anya at Nomonoichi. I, I saw I saw Anezuko. Earlier today, oh, and, and 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 a guy carrying her in in, in the box, it was great. Oh, that's oh my great. gosh, that's a strong guy. Second impression. Second impression was when I went to pick up a, a reserved item for for a friend. When I got there, I was greeted by a guy who didn't look that much older than me, which is to say maybe five or ten years older. After giving the particulars of. Uh, of my friend's reservation, including a password, which is the name of a popular clothing store, the man actually fumbled for a few minutes before finding the bag, which actually had the name of the store on it. It was a, it was a bag <laughs> from said store. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. He gave it to me apologizing, saying this was actually his daughter's table, and she was just off to get some reservations of her own. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe that's where I am now. I think what's become unique in terms of our fandom in recent years, especially in North America, is that events like conventions have increasingly not just become a shared experience, but in many ways family ones as well. Maybe we can be cynical as to this being an effect of, of, that, of the lost generation concepts that we've heard about in the past, James. Mm-hmm that's sometimes talked about where an argument has been made about younger generations not fully growing up. For me, I tend to think it's a little more positive and say that nothing ever really does stand still. And what's become in recent years is a means by which the younger generations have adapted to the shifts presented by the present, maybe looking to make their own fantasy factories as a means to cope, manage, flourish, and ultimately show the ropes to the next generation that they're making now. I know we can debate how we ultimately got to this lost generation concept, but ultimately it would be a waste of energy if the purpose was just to point fingers and only accuse people of failing others. 
maybe it's just interesting just to see the trajectory and the history of how the timeline has gone and just take lessons from that moving forward. So having said all of this, I wonder if you'd see a scene like this play out at a comicette in Japan. It's a reminder that fandom has increasingly become a family thing, or at least it's evolved in many different ways. And it's another reminder that I've become old. I saw something very similar when I went to go to my Mama Moo concert. What was that? Uh, I saw a family of four attend. The kids, are, I think, were like two and four. Did they have? Did they have? Uh, did they have earplugs or anything like that? I would hope so. This was outside the venue. I don't. I would hope so, though. Uh, I remember also seeing a young boy. I was ten. It was a black boy and his dad going to go see the concert too. It's a shared experience. Yeah. I, I regret not asking them which one was the bigger fan. <laughs> <laughs> not only would you not see that at Comic you wouldn't see that at IFF. Ah, we're gonna talk we're gonna talk <laughs> about that <laughs> soon enough, I'm sure. But let's finish up Anime North. And finish up uh, day two. That's all we have for this evening. As always, my thanks to Norm and Eileen McAvoy, Chris Nabelski, and the staff here at Anime North. And facetiously, I'm going to say this again. I hope we pass the audition. And I hope we'll be in back, invited again next year. And if we are, we will be here again without fail. Once again, if you want to contact us, animeroundtable at gmail.com, at animeroundtable, animeroundtable.com. I'll mention the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash anime roundtable, and our YouTube channel. You just couldn't if, resist. If only because maybe an idea for in the near future is at the very least to add audio recordings of the episodes only to populate said YouTube channel. Or give us a follow on the stuff we might find in our archives in case we might be willing to sell them. I was referring to maybe, maybe uh, doing whenever I do my uh, locker dives in the mm -hmm. future and pull out stuff and maybe we can talk. And you know, tell you could just do a live that. stream of that and put that on YouTube or Twitch. We, uh, that would take a long, long time. But at, at our heart, this show will always be a podcast. Please leave us a review if you can on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and the like, because good reviews might help us in the, uh, in the algorithm and help us help shine things on us. Yeah, that, that five-star review would be really great. I won't lie. Like, it's, you know, we were no longer, like, a podcast that had, like, as many listeners as we did, if only because of us not there because of not we didn't have that many podcasts in existence too right back in the day now well, now podcasts do make people money because we never thought this would make money <laughs> still doesn't. Platform. And, and you know what it still doesn't well no not us but like it does make money for other people now this i gotta hear this episode marks our third recording of the month there you go james uh which longs meets our quota of two and hopefully we can meet uh, meet it again next month and maybe even start exceeding it. In any event, give us a, a subscribe, like, or follow on any of the platforms we're on so you can be notified when we put up something new. 
Also, if you have a Spotify account, please check out the Anime Roundtable playlist for a list of music based on things we mentioned on this show. The theme song is entitled Fubuki Snowstorm by Pico Misaki. Check out more of her music at PicoInfinity.com or on Facebook at PicoZenMusic. You could have streamed any anime podcast in the world, but you decided to download this one and we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Good night from Anime North in Toronto. Enjoy the final day and join us again on the other side of it for another edition of the Anime Roundtable.